What's going on, everyone? This is City Wrestling Radio, and ah, that's Kenny Omega staring me down in the face. Oh, this is great for our listeners. This is City Wrestling Radio, and this is The B Show. I'm your host, Corey Smith. Uh, I'm Kenny Omega. How you doing, Corey? Uh, hi, Mr. Kenny Omega on the side of the box. How are you today, sir? Uh, I just had a match with the Dark Order, and uh, the FT, not an FTR, they just... Uh, they were in the match, I, too, yes. They were in the match. Uh, that that Dax Harwood, oh. he... Uh, that that leg of his, and uh, I know Michael will get there, but he's not here right now. Um, he's just running late, and uh, it's just filling in for me. You got any questions? Uh, no, but I'm just gonna let everyone know that I'm. We're here to talk about AEW Dynamite and NXT for the last night. What's that smell? I mean, look look at my face. It's doesn't it look like I just smell something? I just well, apparently I, I've heard Kenny Omega's. Um, uh, gear does smell pretty bad. Is this true, Mr. Where did you hear that from? Who said that? Uh, I, I mean, some people said it maybe in the VP's locker room during I got to go out here and try to find out who, who said that. I'm just kidding, everybody. It's me, Michael Vergara. Oh, my I goodness. I happen to have a copy of the AEW a copy. Unrivaled. A copy. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's technically speaking, it's a copy. Uh, and uh, they came out Monday, but uh, what are we doing? Uh, well, this, like I said, this is the B show. We're here to talk about AEW Dynamite and NXT from last night. It was, uh, was it August 5th? So yeah, it's my sister's birthday. actually. Oh, well, happy, happy birthday, birthday. Uh, Michael Vergara's sister. And, uh, like I said, um, we got some news to talk about before we get into all of that though. Don't forget to like, share and subscribe at CWR four and five Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Please click that subscribe button down below. Click that thumbs up below. And everything on YouTube that you can click, except for, I mean, even if it's something. I don't know how to do external links on the description. Do you know how to do that? Like, when you do, like. Yeah, you just put a link in there. Okay. But then I, I, I like, I put the URL and I just assume just how it just, how it well, works. Well, whatever it is, anything you can click on the YouTube page, guys, please just click it. Even if it's, like, reloading and watching again, just keep Especially doing that. Especially that thumbs down button. Can like, you hey, put. We love that shit. You know what I like? Um, if. If all of our fans would just like put our show on repeat and then just like leave the, the house for the day and just let it go, just let yeah, it right click loop and just. I mean, I know I don't think that I don't think that's how that works. Corey. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Anyways, um, how are you today, sir? Um, yeah, you know, just uh, I got good internet. Uh, my neighborhood. Yes, you recently do. Applied for. I mean, we recently applied for the good internet, which. Um, that's that's really all I've been I've, I've been just kind of dealing with. Uh, they had we had to we had to get a guy inside our place. Did they put it into your head? Because I feel like you're looking you have it like in your brain where you're like looking up at it, like reading a script. You're like, yes, this is. Oh, yeah. No, I have the, my was... I have my entire bit like written on the on the door of my room right here, which I'm reading right now, especially these words. Right. No. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just faster than ever, but that's nice. I don't really want to go too, too much into anyways, it. Anyways, megabytes per second, though. It's anyways, it's pretty all right. We're there just, you go. If this if this episode doesn't get uploaded by twelve or eleven, then I'm just gonna <laughs> shoot myself. Twelve or eleven of whichever day you don't know which day it was. You know, you know. Yeah. Anyways, let's just let's get into it. Let's let's yeah. what? Yeah. What's up? I, I also got this thing. I just realized I'm still let's, holding it. You know what? Since you got that in your hand, let's talk let's, a little let's, bit about let's get into it. The you're, you're gonna open it right here. Yeah, literally get into. Oh it. wow! Oh wow! That just that popped right open. I know. It's like it's like it's. And I, they I, made I, that I really easy for, the first for you. Time. Yeah, seriously. Like, 
anybody just st who steals this, they could just like whap. Yeah. Crazy. It's, there's not, <laughs> That's why there's they not weren't on the Walmart shelves on Monday. So actually, while you're opening that, just real quick, uh, these figures did come out. The AEW Unrivaled action figures came. Well, technically, they did come out this past Monday. Uh, but he unfortunately, is, he is in there, by the way, in this plastic. He has to. That's what a lot of people have said to Kenny Omega. Anyways, um, they were supposed to come out this past Monday, but Walmart shelves were surprisingly empty. A lot of people I, all over Facebook I saw from every single wrestling group I'm in posted pictures of empty shelves with no AEW action figures. But for some Kenny reason, Omega comes with two hands, one with the bang and one with the grab. Go on. Sometimes you got to bang and grab. Um Everyone bought the same thing, though, with no action figures available. Did you notice that? Like, ev mean? everybody walked out of the Walmart with the toy belt, like the the AEW toy belt, and the ring. If yeah. They yeah, I'm just saying. All right, so here we go. Kenny Omega. I got this via Ringside Collectibles because I – and I, I pre-ordered it, like, I want to say as early as February. Yeah, and it's just like you know, and I'm just gonna you know they're probably not gonna charge me. I'm just gonna just put this just to put my put my name in the in the proverbial bucket. If I change my mind, I'll change my mind. But then as soon as I pre-ordered it and got the confirmation email, it have I've it, never it, no the no the bank charged me over thirty dollars, and I'm like, well, shit. I guess <laughs> I'm just guaranteed a Kenny Omega when it comes. Well. Well, it's funny here. with Amazon. We, we get used to ordering from like Amazon and with Amazon, you order That's something. way more instantaneous now. Well, they, Amazon, they, they they take the money out when it ships as opposed to a lot of other sites. How was Ringside Collectibles? I've never ordered from them before. I mean, you, and if, I'm if not you're, trying to you're gonna pre order. If you're going to pre order from Ringside Collectibles, you better like have the money for it because I know wrestling fans aren't exactly the most wealthiest of the bunch. So, well, I mean, if you're, if you're financially really on the bench. You have to be really all the way if you're going to pre-order from Ringside Collect. How's the jacket? Is the jacket really stiff? It's extremely stiff. It's okay. Like you can't move it at all. Like most, it's like so most WWE plastic. figures too. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, there's some where like Daniel Bryan's like Bray Wyatt. I, that's I, the one. That's the one other act, wrestling action figure that I own. It comes with like this Bray Wyatt like white family janitor rag that he oh, has and that's that, surprisingly flexible i remember anyway. i have um oh god what was it sting uh surfer sting and his green jacket is extremely hard to i just leave him and he's just stuck in this constant position anyways kenny omega like you can you can tell that this was the because there was word that there was like they did scans during double or nothing of last year yeah and you can tell that this was kenny omega was scanned last year because if you notice his hair is jet black okay. reminiscent of where's that box did i just there's a picture of him of his double or nothing match against Chris Jericho that that year. Anyway, Kenny Omega, the the plastic quality on this is actually pretty nice. It's nice. like it's it's not like indestructible or anything, but it's very it's it has a loose but firmness loose firmness that you, you actually want in an action yeah. figure. Like you can move it, but then you're not afraid of breaking it. But it's also not not stiff. Like look at this, he's kind of like an an old school Marvel figure. Yeah. Anyway. Anyways. Uh, he, so he must bid you adieu. So good night. Well, and good night. Bang. No, he needs to look at you. Bang. Ah. Okay. All right. Goodbye, Kenny Omega. Bye, Kenny Omega. Anyways. Uh, so ringside collectibles. You would rather do that next time than, like, say, I mean, go to Walmart. Whatever's available. Like, honestly, like, if if well, I looked at it, like, say they were available at Target, which they are not. They are only exclusively available at Walmart. As far as we know, yeah. I would. I don't know. I'm thinking about getting Cody. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I've thought about getting a couple. Um, mm. I mean, or the Bucks, but then that's the thing about Bucks. Like, they, they sell them individually, oh, yeah. so you have to, like, buy two figures instead of just a two for Trust one. Trust me, I've been in their, uh, their meet and greet stand, meet and greet lines. I know what it's like. Got to pay them both, you, okay? Got to pay them both. I mean, okay. It makes All sense. Right. They're both individual wrestlers. I, I, it's I, a good figure. Uh, I highly recommend it. If you're on the fence of if, I mean, come on, look at this. Look at Kenny Omega. How can you say no to this guy? Yeah. Corey, say no to me. I'm kidding. Uh, uh, say no to me. No, I can't say no. Oh, damn it, I did it. I'm out of here. Bye. All right, bye, bye Kenny Omega. Omega. Nonetheless, yeah. let's get into some uh, some more news today. Uh, something that broke this morning. Uh, so, um, I mean, he he broke all right. Marty Janetti might have confessed to a murder this morning, and uh, it's a pretty it's a pretty dark. It's a and it's all it's pretty serious. Yeah. Are so, like, are you gonna read it or? Yeah, I'll I'll read. I mean, I'll read what I can from it. Uh, so, ex WWE superstar Marty Janetti uh, took to I believe it was Facebook uh, to make a post uh, trying to saying about there was a time when he was thirteen. Uh, when he was, this wasn't like the first time he made someone. Okay. So it starts out. Molested. Well, it starts out. He's saying, this is not the first time I've made someone disappear. Uh, when I was 13, I was trying to buy weed off of, and he said, uh, a homophobic Split slur. And yeah, uh, homophobic slur. And, yeah. uh, he said he was working at the victory bowling alley. Um, and the guy put his hands on him. Uh, he dragged around the back of the building. He says, you already know what he was going to try to do. Marty continued uh, saying that this was not the first time I made a man disappear. They never found him. They should have looked into the Shatahushi river. I think it's, it's Chattahushi. What else is there to say other than it's a disturbing Facebook post from a clearly, uh, from a man who's clearly just not all in there with a history, a, a freaking a, a, a history, history of problems, which, I mean, it's it's tough to speculate on. It's tough to it's like the fact like, yeah, it's just it's just a disturbing account, which it's the investigations are ongoing. It's just, you know, another chapter in what might be an even longer, more disturbing book. That so is this took place in Columbus, Georgia, and uh, around the time he says he was 13. So I did the math. It was 1973 when this would have happened. Um, and I'm not just I mean, I actually sat there before I read all these other stories. Um, I kind of did a little bit of calculations myself. I was just trying to look up news stories and I couldn't really find much, but, uh, the CPD, the Columbus police department says, uh, there are several current active homicide investigations underway and they will have, uh, and they will have to remain the priority. So it won't be, um, looking like it'll be the top priority of the police department right now, but they are looking into it. Um, I Very think, serious matter. I think they're looking into public records, just seeing if anyone of you know the person he described in the I hate to say the person he described with the homophobic slur, um, if anyone like that went missing um, in the or year of nineteen seventy. Or he could just very well just be rambling and, you know. Don't forget, this is Marty Janetti who says he was uh, saying how he had sex with a minor a couple of years ago. Well, he was, I mean, he probably said that, but there was also another Facebook post of him saying he on was the, like just just talking, just just talking about like having like these weird sexual comments about his stepdaughter at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's just a yeah. It's Marty Jeanette. It's just it's a very serious story, a very newsworthy story, which involves an individual who's just. 
Well, he's going on to then talk about some woman he's seeing and how she turned. I don't know. They got some tiff or tat. I don't know. But at that point, it's holy shit, dude. I didn't believe it when I first read it. And then uh, everyone's talking about it today. And we'll see if it's actually real. I mean, I'm sure it's going to be taken somewhat seriously by someone at the Columbus Police Department. You know, the has to be like if it involves a human like a possible human life being wow. you know missing for no reason like this this is probably it's a pro- it's a probable lead which you know i again i'm not going to try to speculate more than what we found out right now so yeah so yeah the we'll cpd probably no more the cpd did say the first step uh we'll be seeing if they have any missing persons or un- unidentified remains from cases that uh, match the limited information from the post. So we'll see what happens uh, with this crazy fucking story. Um, yeah, man. It's just fucking weird. Uh, we'll get that out of the way. Yeah. Uh, shall we continue? Uh, yeah. A little bit more news. Uh, WWE hires Mr. Khan. Not Tony Khan, though. Nick huh. Khan. No relation. Saying, is it for the B shows? We're just going to show NXT or whatever. No. Go ahead. Uh, no, but uh, they did hire the man of the name, the man they call Nick Khan. Uh, WWE announced that Nick Khan, former head of television and creative at Creative Artist Agency, CAA, has been named president and chief revenue officer, reporting directly to WWE chairman and CEO Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Uh, they went on to say in the their uh, press release, Nick is a seasoned media executive with deep understanding of our business and a proven track record of generating significant value for sports and entertainment properties. So, I mean, he's got both of them checked off right there. Yeah, he was pretty much the guy with the spearhead of why WWE has these gigantic fucking deals, five year deals with NBC and Fox. Uh, so it. Kind of, it would just super make sense to for for to make this guy the guy who has made you a fuck ton of money to be your president and not CEO but yeah. you know your guy. So one thing to look at when seeing these specific information that these types of Let's news break it is down. The, what uh, is what would be the stock price when these happen. Yeah. Um, Post Wrestling, uh, my very favorite website in regards to this sort of news, reports that... After City Wrestling Radio's Facebook page, of course. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Um, uh, John Pollock writes, The news of Khan's hiring was met with a 2% increase in the WWE stock price that closed at $45.26 on Wednesday. In terms of long-term stability and possibilities, this is one of the most important hires for WWE and was a massive story within the television industry on Wednesday. I think yeah. John Pollock went a little bit of editorial. Yeah, so that Nick Khan, and you know, sorry, we're back with after a little bit of technical difficulties, a little quick edit. Oh, but, they, wouldn't, they, wouldn't, they wouldn't know. Well, not until I tell them. Well, you didn't have to tell him, Corey. Now it's just now it's just all out in the open. We're just gonna keep our we, we'll dig our way out of this. A technical difficulties. It's all right. We move on. Nick Khan, he is uh, was it head of creative? No, not head of creative. Now I'm all thrown around. I'm all thrown yeah, because off your now. notes are not not in front of you anymore. <laughs> yeah, every time I open up something else on my computer, something else shuts down. Anyways, let's talk a little AEW news. A uh, little All Elite Wrestling. They announced a new platform for women wrestling fans. You hear this, Michael? Did you hear this? It, it was, it, 
Go on. AEW Heels launches a dynamic uh, membership platform for female wrestling fans. A new female forward community led by Brandy Rhodes to hold the first ev- first event on the new platform Friday, August 7th. Um, yeah, they're, this is going to be like a focus group that you pay $49 for an annual subscription for. So you could Skype with them or Zoom with them. It's pretty much yeah. It's pretty much a Q and A Zoom with Aubrey Edwards, Brandy Rhodes hosting a social media strategy session and a session focused on respect and empowerment in the workplace, hosted by Keisha and Gray. Uh, I don't know who she is. She sounds very important though. But yeah, this strong name. This is a to me the cynic in me. uh, It's great that like AEW heels is a is a thing for. For women, by women, for their fan group, just to you know, mm-hmm. give give them like a, a platform to talk about what they want to talk about. Yeah, um, I am. We are not that demographic, um, but this, no. but the cynic in me wants me to say that this is a fucking focus group that you pay for. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I I don't know, man. It, it it's weird. And it's, it's, uh, and it's also under the I don't want to say guys because that would just make them sound disingenuous, but like. It's under the guise of just saying that we're all about inclusion and now about how about women equality? Give us fifty bucks, and I to- and I kind of get it in the sense that like I'm trying to like find reason. I'm really trying to find reasons of for why this they should do this. Like you can to- you can definitely make the argument about listen if they're just going to be like they're if they're just going to be trolls that are just going to be ruining the damn thing. Guess what? They paid fifty dollars to to do this they want there, i mean they th- want, there is that they want too. to create a filter of you know people who want women who really want to you know and i'm assuming they'll, they'll only they'll only allow women into the zoom call well yeah i mean i'm sure like women and you know like people who identify or yeah, people who Q&A's are allies with aew talent customized merchandise themed parties and more like it's like hey, hey what do you hey ladies what do you think of this picture you don't like it thumbs up thumbs down Okay, what about this? Could be that. I mean, we'll, I am very curious of what this will be Friday. Are you going to join AEW Heels? I can't. Are you going to buy a membership for... I'm, we should buy I a membership could. for a family member. <laughs> I'm going to send my mom uh, up. I'm going to get my yeah, mom... And, just, and your mom just have a report on AEW Heels? Yeah. yeah. Lipstick and heels, we'll call it. Uh-uh-uh. Sassy, I am. Nonetheless, uh, yeah, so it's going to be something, if you're interested in that, check it out. It's going to be, is it on, through the website, or how do you? Yeah, it's alleheels.com. Okay. More information, subscription information down below. All right, and I think uh, in the piece of news you were talking about uh, during, our ta- of, uh, during our technical difficulties that never happened, um, Hiroshi Tanahashi. Yeah, Hiroshi Tanahashi. Apparently, he's cleared to participate in this week's Summer Struggle events. At Why wouldn't he be? Hall. Nothing happened to him. I never saw so, anything happen to him. So apparently, Tanahashi appeared on a talk show uh, Saturday with uh, with an unnamed individual who shall not be named. I'm just going to read this off the same Post Wrestling News page. Um, test positive for COVID-19. All the Okay. Wait, he, is he unnamed? He, no, or, no, 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 no. Tanahashi appeared on a talk show this past Saturday with an unnamed individual that tested positive for COVID-19, although Tanahashi did not come uh, come into close contact with the person. Tanahashi has since tested negative with PCR, antigens, and antibody tests administered. So, What's it, you know, three tests saying that he ain't got it. So I guess he's, I guess Tanahashi ain't got it. So he's cleared. You know, 
when you don't have they it, still, you they don't have, have talk it. shows. They have talk shows. They they're they're running talk shows in Japan where, you know, the numbers are rising in that country, um, and yet and now they're having talk shows that in front of like in a studio in which I mean here in America like only is like only a select few are in studios and rarely there are ever rarely I go into a studio not a TV studio but thank you Corey sorry I just just wanted to be included yeah well anyways uh, here have here's the if you want to be included here's my $49 seminar about being, <laughs> being in the studio. Well, you know, you got to think too. Like, uh, is AEW, are they going to have like a overall one of these, like one day where it's just like a QA with just random men wrestlers? only? No, it's not Cody Rhodes and uh, talking to stuff. Remember the man the show? Books. Yeah. Yeah. Th- we're going to have, we're going to have trampoline girls on trampolines. That one guy who can drink a, an entire liter in like less than two seconds is probably dead by now. The Fox. You know, he definitely is dead. He died on the show, like while the show was being filmed. Really? Yeah. Then his name was the Fox. The Fox. Yeah. Oh wow. I only remember that because I remember having an argument with someone about the Fox and the Fonz. That's a. It's an argument. That's as as we've all been there, Corey. Anyways, uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi uh, doesn't have uh, doesn't have doesn't have COVID. That's the news. Well, anyways, Uh, and I think our last piece. Well, it's not really news. Anything else in the news? I mean that that tag tournament happened. I was gonna say it's not really news, but we were gonna talk about it? it. Yeah, I mean I watched it. Tay and Jay all the way, man. Tay and they, you know, I had very Conchi. very low expect. Yeah, Tainara Conchi, who is uh, Conchi, who's formerly Tainara Conchi from NXT. Uh, she she participated in a tag. I would love if I would love if they said that they're like Tai Conchi, formerly known as Tainara Conchi. I mean, what else can they say? Uh yeah, she was in a tag match again with Anna J versus Man, I completely forgot actually. Nyla Rose and Ariane. Yes, Ariane Andrews, who has since said that she has not been signed. So <laughs> Yeah. I wonder um, why. Um uh, she's very green, dude. Ariane. I mean like or Ariane. Is there a point where is there a point like she's She did roll the she did ro- try to roll somebody over when she went for the pin though. I will say that. So well, I mean when do who when can you call? When is there a point where you don't call someone green and just say that they don't have it? Well, that's green. You're not good. I mean, no, like, I, th- I think no. Green is when you're just starting. Well, you're you're not good enough, but you'll. But we think you'll get there. That's that's what I think green means. Is that is that not what it means? I just thought green meant like green, like a banana, like it tastes like shit, and you don't want to eat it. No, no, I. Yeah. You know, like you're a little green, but we can work with that. And like, it's just people who are just potential. That's what you're saying. Yeah. 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 I thought it just meant bad. And I I don't think, I mean, I guess I was wrong. Sorry, everyone. I messed up. How dare you, Corey? Anyways, we have so we have too many pregnant pauses in this podcast. I know. Uh, Tainara Arakanchi, Ariana, or Anna Jay. Anna J, Anna J, Anna J. Uh, move on to the second round after beating Nyla Rose and uh, Ariane. And Nyla Rose was like, "I'm gonna take out Ariane now." So she, she doesn't care. And yeah. it's yeah. Nyla Rose. She a beast. Nyla Rose didn't care. She just, she'll just be. She'll just be a beast. And I thought. I mean, my main takeaway was that Ty Conchi and Anna J, like they, they have a lot of potential. Yeah. They, they, Anna J, I will sing to my praises all all day and all night about that woman. She's. Considering the fact that 
she's only been in like what like less than 10 matches in her entire career so far and she's yeah. she's at this level like god knows where where she'll be and Ty Conchi, like she she wants it you know there you, you you can tell with certain individuals where they're just simply in it you know for the money yeah and all this stuff and, and you uh like, and you look like there's something going on with the news and you feel like you found something what, what no happened? no i was going to talk about the other match that happened Oh uh, yeah, that, that, Brand, that was really uh, the bad. Nightmare that Sisters. Was really bad. I didn't know the that. Nightmare Sisters versus Penelope Ford and uh, Mel, whose theme song, remember, it says, "It's time to smack a bitch." That's how her. Really? Theme is. is that really the lyrics? Yeah, that's that's how it starts. It's time to smack a bitch. Boy, <laughs> uh, they lost to the Nightmare Sisters. Who, after the match, uh, Brandy started to seem a little heelish. I'm starting to think uh, my whole premonition my whole premonition of everyone the whole elite turning heel is happening finally being turned into the night no i i just you know brandy says after the match she says you gotta do what you gotta do to get the job done now and she cuts she says i'm the only one with a an action figure here i'm the only woman with an action figure here in aew and everyone is gonna learn the nightmare sisters yada yada she is gonna get an action figure yeah Actually, I thought she should have got an action figure before Brandy, but right, Brandy's, I, I get it. They made these a long time. They made these figures a long time ago. They, you know, they're Nyla, in a different Nyla time Rose, now. maybe then? I don't know. Uh, oh, they're coming. They're coming. Orange it, Cassidy, he's coming. They had they had 3D renders of him. They're just trying to figure, um, they're just trying to figure out ways to put his hands in his pockets. Yeah. That's what they were, that's what Tony Khan said in uh, uh, the Major Wrestling Figure podcast with, uh, Matt Cardona. And whoa, whoa, whoa. Kurt Hawk, or I think, what's his name? Brian Myers. Brian Myers, yeah. Tony Khan. Yeah, there was a podcast where Tony Khan was there. And it's just, if you want to see more, fo- if you want to see just an hour of Tony Khan being an absolute just goober Nerd. geek, in a good way, in a, yeah, good, yeah. In a lovable way, um, there, there, there's your podcast. Uh, uh, right after you listen to this one. Yeah, so like I was saying, they're going to turn heel. And they're gonna turn on Dustin or Dustin, and that's what you think. Yeah, well, no, yeah. Dustin's gonna turn heel on them, and he's gonna cause them to lose. No, I don't know, but no, I, I honestly think that's what's gonna happen. I think Cody's gonna turn heel eventually. I think Omega and the Bucks are on the turn, and they're not gonna be the elite. They're gonna be the, called the Nightmare Family. It's gonna be a dark run by Cody. Oh, well, I mean, your track record is uh, is your track record, Corey. Hey. We'll see you, how it goes. You know what? I don't need a track record. I just need one. Yeah, you don't need a track record. We could just watch the prediction show. Watch prediction show? Just any just any, <laughs> just any of them that you, lost, <laughs> that you lost in, Corey. No, All right. No, I, it's, it, it'll, it'll, you're probably right, though. All right, let's like Brandy just 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 tuning it up. Yeah, because I just that's I mean, the that, one thing. No, that that fact is very obvious. Well, the one thing about AEW that's really bothering me is the one thing that they pr- like prided themselves off of was the whole let the musicians play their music. But so they, I mean, I think they. Can. But when their music changes every couple of months, it's kind of hard to keep an album going. If you know what I mean. I mean, wait, what? Boom! I just dropped an I, analogy. I mean. Never mind. Anyways, <laughs> I mean, I mean, no. Uh, let's talk some wrestling, shall we? Some actual wrestling that happened last night. Yes, let's. Uh, uh, it was before, dynamite. Before we got into both shows, what did you think of the shows comparatively? Uh, I really liked the dynamite this week. It was way better than last week. 
uh, NXT. I thought NXT was uh, really good too. NXT was okay. Really, he thought so. Yeah, I mean, a Dynamite was really good as well. Dynamite was very story driven. It's funny because I think a lot of the times they have a lot more sports entertainment, like storyline. Yeah, storyline wise, like they have like being the elite is all sports entertainment. Like that's all. I mean, being the elite has no sports. It's all entertainment. Well, it's it's people in sports wear. So technically what? People in sportswear oh, doing entertainment, what, entertaining what us. Where? I mean, like they their have gear, like, their yeah, wrestling they, gear. They're always in their wrestling gear when they're doing being the elite. 90%. I mean, but then that doesn't, but the, that doesn't mean they're wrestling. They just, they. It's either like before or after the match. Anyway. Anyways, AEW Dynamite. AEW Dynamite, uh, August fifth, two thousand twenty, in Daly's place. You know the, you know where it is. Uh, no Excalibur again. Um, this, I mean, this was taped yesterday. This was taped the day after last week. So, I guess they just they, they kind of just held them off for this this set of tapings. We'll see what we'll see what you know what's what's in store for next week. I hope he's, you know, I hope he's on commentary for next week because I think that's going to be a massive. This show. was taped last week. Yeah, this was. Taped I last thought week. last week's was taped the week before. No. Oh. Last week was live, and then the day after. Okay. In Thursday, in Thursday, they they you know they film another one. Cool. Yeah, it's because you know two week incubation period for you know. Uh, but yeah, and a He's bit of a correction of the tape, the tape where Excalibur said the racial slur was from two thousand and three, not not two thousand nine. I know six. Hey, this I know like six years. It's it's a bad thing to say no matter what. I just it's a bit of a bit of a small correction there. Um, but starting off, 12-man tag, Elite and FTR versus the Dark Order. 12-man, so they're, you know. The 12-man fuck fest in the ring where they can't figure out what the fuck is going on. Sorry. I mean, it's very listen, angry. Honest, well, okay, well, honestly, like, this match, I thought, in my opinion, embarrassed uh, last week's 10-man with Inner Circle and Best Friends and Jurassic Express. I, yeah. thought, this, I thought this was an incredible opening match for... For this show. So Brody Lee starts things off, but gets frustrated and tags in nine as some sort of sacrifice. You have Preston Vance and Anna Jay just staring lifelessly at the at the commentary booth. Uh, there's a four on three of a triple vertical suplex. Uh, Kenny Omega just pretty much relives as being the elite skit by chasing Colt Cabana around the ring, uh, which I thought was really funny. Oh, and Tony Schiavone uh, mentioned it. Yeah. 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 It's well, the thing is, like Tony Schiavone, like he's trying to that, kill him. You can tell that. Like you can tell the added on words, the, the the ADR from Tony Schiavone, like they clearly added this on because they didn't mention it last week. Yeah. So they just brought Tony, Tony Schiavone in a booth. It's like, hey, uh, we need to get these points across because we didn't do so in this in this in this way. Yeah. Uh, elite does an amazing. I like. So everybody like all the elite, they do this amazing flurry of offense on Stu Grayson, Allen Angels, like real mile a minute shit like that contrasts perfectly with FTR who are just like staring confused, like in confusion. Like these guys are just doing a bunch of moves. They're just trying to win the match, win the match. Uh, Cash Wheeler hurts his knee and is being helped out as Kenny Omega beats up number nine uh, in which in a very interesting way, Adam Page, he leaves with FTR as the elite stay. So kind of just boil it kind of brings emphasis on that whole adam page who's that is he on kind of thing you know is he a better friend to the fd ftr or is he a better friend to the elite yeah um like i said it last week i'll say it again like i assume anyone listening to this is their first time listening to this i think evil uno continues to be in tremendous shape getting better and better well it's just like did he lose like another 20 pounds the next day i hope he didn't because that'd be 
that'd be kind of messed up. Uh, yeah, so yeah, the, the, the va- point. So yeah, pretty much FTRs they're they're pretty much gone from the match, and it's just pretty much the elite versus the Dark Order. Uh, Matt Jackson he just fucking goes ham in and out of the ring, Braun Strowman style. Adam Page then returns. He kicks the shit out of everyone. Does a side suplex, two angels on the apron, an Uahara moonsault front page to uh, a lot of the Dark Order members. But Brody Lee has the chance to stop him, but he doesn't. He just kind of just stares at him like, you know what, Page? I think I like you. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you moonsault all of my guys. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I thought that was funny because Brody's just like, okay, go ahead. Okay. Just go ahead. Do it. Fuck these guys. Go ahead. It's you know? fine. Just go. Yeah. Uh, and then Page, uh, he pretty much just drags number nine out onto the corner for. Uh, nine to tag Lee in. Yeah. So because Paige wants Lee, and I was just like, man, who was the guy? Things. Who was the guy in the the long black shirt? That was that was number nine. They, we don't know who he is. He's just number nine. Why wasn't Vance in the match? Because he was just he was just I, with Anna J. Just, just staring. As that's it, just doesn't make sense to me. Why have this extra guy in the match when you got a really good working one over there? Maybe they just wanted to give experience to number nine. I think yeah. I wonder who it was under that mask, but anyway, it's just some dude. Like he was clearly he, like, he, he was clearly a, smaller a than everybody else. He was a performer, and, just like yeah. Ricochet was one of the fucking ninjas last week on Monday Night Raw. That you had this to, week. Yeah, this past week I meant. Yeah. But anyways, uh, yeah, Tope Suicida from Lee. Everyone works on Page. Uh, Chicago Skyline from Colt to Page, but Omega stops them. In. Oh, I forgot to tell you, Colt Cabana is part of it. I know he's not officially a member of Dark Order, but I I just put him in there uh 450 cents on combo to omega and page for a two count and god damn these guys are just bringing it everyone gets super kicked by the bucks snapdragon super kick combo to Brody lee they set page for the bookshot larry but lee dodges and almost hits omega but omega's dragged out of the ring by angels or angles is it angels or angels angels, angels. yeah alan angels uh at lee takes page's fucking head off of the lariat on page as the rest of the elite are being prevented to stop the pin and Lee gets the win. Like I said, I thought this was an absolutely fantastic opening match where like you really felt like they, they wanted to make good on last week. Um, not to like, not to bury everyone involved on that multi-man, but I, I thought, I thought this like protected uh, the elite because yeah. they were down, they were down FT, they were down a team in FTR. It adds to that storyline with Adam page coming in late but also doing a majority of the work, you kind of have reasons. It's like you sort of see a lot of reasons of why everybody is going to potentially do what they're going to be doing. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. just many threads to this storyline that it, it still intrigues me, man. I love what they're doing with dark order of being like the shits, like the shit stirs in this, in this pot. Like, and they, and it also, Ooh, what if, what like, if Dustin and no, he's never mind. Yeah, no, it's also just re- I just really like the use of Dark Order in this storyline of Dude, just, Dark Order is everywhere on AEW right now. It's great. And and it, and it doesn't feel it doesn't feel intrusive. They're probably the most over thing in AEW. They're beginning to be like those BTE segments did them a way like did them a ton of favors. Um and it helps that they're just super awesome good workers. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. really goes to show well, how We'll get there about important. the other Dark Order match later. Yeah, and it really goes to show how important it is to you know make people care about these people mm-hmm. and just not give them, just not put them in there. Right. And th- so far, they just do a really good job. Yeah. What would you think of this match? Uh, you said there was a fuck fest, and I was just kind of intrigued about yeah, that. Yeah, it, it was just a whole lot of shit going on, one after another. I just, I, I just don't, I just don't know where it's going with the Dark Order. 
Like, I like I said, I just feel like they're more of a they're more of a means of a greater storyline regarding elite the, the the elite and Bucks and Omega Page and FTR. Like they're they they kind of move the story along. Which, maybe maybe you know, they because it, it, it includes it includes them. It's it's and it also and it also gave them a good win. I thought that Lariat to to, to Page was amazing. Um, maybe and, it'll be a like a corporate ministry thing. You know, the dark elite order. It's already a corporate ministry when you the think dark, about it. The suits. dark elite order. The darker order. <clears throat> but no, the if, order. if they take the elite, if they engulf the elite, is what I'm saying. And, uh, and they merge. I'm just saying, man. I'm just I, saying. I, I, I strictly just like I strictly just like Dark Order as these guys who move a greater story along. Which, you know, that's cool. Come on, you don't miss Midian and Shane McMahon in a tag team match together? I don't even think about them. Like, what do they got to do with this? I was talking corporate ministry. Nobody listens to me anymore. I mean, they they do listen to you. It's uh, it's called City Wrestling Radio. <laughs> you know, and, and we're here at CWR four one five Twitter, Instagram, and uh, let's continue. Cloud, City, yeah, okay, yeah. Best friends, Park, Sue's mom's S. Okay, best friends. Park Sue's mom's SUV. That's a no, weird ass sense. Not I Sue's wrote. mom. Yeah, not Sue's. Yeah, mom. no Sue's SUV. Yeah. Sue, Sue. Uh, yeah. And they were specific. Okay. And Tony says they were specifically told to park it somewhere stay safe. What could possibly go wrong, Corey? Possibly go wrong. Uh, Moxley answer promo. Moxley says when he was younger, he struggled with a lot of demons and he would wrestle ghosts. Says he's told not to fight that guy. Don't do the. He says, no, he says he's not. He's told to not fight that guy. Don't do that death match. This or that. But says he would change some things. Some he oh, wouldn't. Yeah. Says he gets he gets where Alan is coming from, but realizes that he has to be the voice of reason as to being concerned about the safety of Alan. Uh, he doesn't want to be responsible for the end of Alan's career, but the title's on the line and he's got to do what he's got to do. And that. When it's time to stay down, just stay down. Uh, he knows he's not going to listen because he wouldn't. I thought this was an excellent promo from Moxley. It was good. I liked it. I love John Moxley. He is. I, I, I love him. I want to marry him and have yeah, his he's babies. He's already married, Corey. Well, then never mind. I just want to support him by buying a T-shirt then. All right. Uh, Taz <laughs> is looking forward to both their deaths, <laughs> which I thought was great. Taz um, is great on commentary because he was used to everyone was wor- used to working with Excalibur and Excalibur. Uh, he, I hate to say it, but he was the glue that held everyone together. I got to say Excalibur would have been a fucking amazing would have done an amazing job at the opening. Oh, match. I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying in general, like he was mystic. No, I'm saying he was missed again. Taz Taz has good rapport with Excalibur and Jim Ross and Tony have good rapport with Excalibur. I mean, did Taz. You Oh, ta- yeah. Taz Tony and-, and Taz are amazing together. Uh, Tony just like, yes, Taz. That, they just that- don't give a fuck. Ah, yeah, great. that's great. I-, I thought you were talking to me. That You're not, though. Okay, that's great. Okay. You put me over? I don't think so. Okay, whatever. Yeah. Whatever, Tony. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, Brown Powerful versus Best Friends. I, this was your standard tag match, like singles match with occasional double teams. Like nothing bad. Um, JR plugs picture in picture and nothing happens. <laughs> Where's my damn picture in picture? So, and so, like, and so, Tony, so best friends, they do, they do the wide shot hug, and Tony just says they are giving the people what they want, and then Jr. says, "Oh yeah, well, how about some, I wanted some damn picture in picture," which I thought was really hilarious. Uh, Ortiz stands on, stands on Trent's head and yells to the camera, "Look at your baby boy, Sue." 
<laughs> Look at your baby boy. Yeah. Ortiz, you know, just being Ortiz. Uh, hot tag to Chuck. Something about like so- something about um, Chuck Taylor, um, which is his name. Like maybe it's because it's his mid thirties dad physique. I mean, he is in his mid thirties. Um, where he's not the most athletic, but he's incredibly natural at everything he does. Like, oh yeah. You know that he's been doing this for a very long time yeah. and just has the fundamentals down. And I think that's why best friends like they just get booked in a bunch of matches because. They can just go. Yeah. 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 Um, They're great. Yeah. He, he does a Falcon Arrow to Ortiz. Uh, Trent sneaks a roll up pin on Ortiz for the win as Brown Powerful just like like Ortiz when he gets pinned. He just does this like he does a Dexter Loomis style stare where he's just like. What? What? What What just happened? What just yeah. happened? It was it's, it was great. Uh, yeah. Still a good match. Uh, but I thought this was just a built as the mere follow up mid card tag match. You know, cool down that, you know that you would expect out of a proud and powerful versus best friends match. What'd you think? Um, they're built They're They're slowly building best friends as one of the most powerful tag teams. I mean, they weren't number one contenders like a month ago, which might as well be five years ago. Yeah. Five years ago, they were number one contenders. Michael fighter fest. Yeah. You know how long ago that was five years ago. Exactly. Anyways, they're good. I like them. I, it was a great match. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're yeah. both good teams and it looks like it's not the end of them. Oh, yeah, no, clearly. Uh, we are with MJF. He is live at his campaign headquarters, which I guess this counts as his update. Um, I guess they just kind of nipped that in the bud. I thought that I was expecting another speech, but no, we just get an insert video promo. Uh, he so like so like he calls this he calls a guy a bald guy cue ball and he asks for gum and then he immediately spits it out and then just fires him on the spot, which I thought was was great. Um, MJF gives a shit over Lee Edwards not leveling his poster properly and then asks his assistant Nina to smile more and asks for poll results, which shows like a fake poll result. And he's him just getting off on that. Like, yeah, I like that. I would I would have loved if he would have grabbed that. And I know this is filmed a week ago, but man, if they would have filmed this live this week, if he had that the paper and was just like, no, look at the charts. It says we're not. It says we're last. So that means we're first. We're last. So we're first. First, last. Don't worry about it. Anyways, let's move on. Yeah, and then he. Um, that would be great. I think the cameraman asks him the question because I, I I know AEW kind of does their rule about no such thing as an invisible camera. Yeah, which is still weird. But yeah, someone asks MJF if Darby what 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 happens if Darby wins, and then MJF says he's not concerned about the 125 pound emo kid winning the title, and then he just walks away. Yeah, he was super so, sarcastic about. It. He was like, yeah, he's like, yeah, go ahead, the the emo kid winning title. Yeah, that would be a hard match for me to win. Which is true. And, and uh, yeah, uh, that's not that's not the last we see of MGF also. Matthew Hardy. He is specifically named Matthew Hardy. Ugh, so boring. I mean, that's kind of the well, uh, he introduces the multiverse of Matt Hardy, says he listens to the audience and says the audience wants to focus on Matt Hardy being Matt Hardy. Yeah. He puts over the private party and will help them out whenever he can. Um, but he also mentions that uh, Sammy Guevara and implores him to break up with the inner circle. Uh, says he returns the favor of interfering because Sammy snuck into Matt's match the week before uh, under the ring skirt, which I completely forgot about, but apparently that's what that happened. And then Sammy then on cue sneaks from under the ring, but Matt Hardy uses veteran instinct in anticipating Guevara and gets the upper hand. Yeah. Uh, Hardy sets the table. Sammy throws a chair at Matt as Matt lays on the table. Guevara does then does a 450 splash from the ramp to the floor onto the table, and somehow Matt Hardy gets cut in the face from Sam. yeah badly 
Oh, oh yeah. We got guy's, color here. And it gets all. Gushing. It also gets. It also gets all over Sammy's nice sweatpants too. His sweatpants, his side of his body, it's all over. He's covered. They're both covered in blood. Oof, God, in the middle of a pandemic. It, it literally, it was almost as bad as I felt like, or not. I was gonna almost say it was bad, as bad as Eddie Guerrero that one time. It's not that bad. Judgment but, Day against JBL. No, it's not that bad. That's but, probably the worst I've ever seen. But this is pretty close to it. This is pretty bad. I mean. Like it's, yeah. I mean, I know I've he sme- I know he smeared the blood on his face. I saw him smear the blood, and that's your wrestler. You're gonna have to you have to make it look real. I mean, like, but to, like speaking, like just, just thinking about it, like, okay, Sammy Guevara's back collides into Matt Hardy's chest onto a table that makes him bleed. But then I guess you can I say that bladed it went just... no. But I guess you can say that Sammy when Sammy threw the chair at Matt Hardy, that's when he bled. But. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It was a. This is just a stepping stone for the Sammy Guevara Matt Hardy story, which you're clearly looking forward to. I thought it was okay. No, okay. You know? So the beginning of this segment, it's clearly all out. Honestly, the beginning of the segment, I was so out. I was so bored listening to like Matthew it. Hardy going, "I I want to join private party and help them, and I want to help them, and I'm going to help other people." It's like, dude, shut up! I don't care. Bring back just. He's oh sorry. He bring, he's like nobody wants to see uh, D- Damascus. Nobody wants to see version one. I'm like yes, I do. I'd rather see that. I don't want to see Matthew Hardy. This is boring. I mean, You're just boring. I, I think it's, no, here's the. But then it's not like I see it as more or less that he just wants to establish a baseline just to make those characters that he creates all the more impactful. You know, he can't just be broken Matt Hardy all the time. He needs to just establish this baseline that he can, you know, be versatile enough. I I don't see this as like a oh, I'm just going to be Matthew Hardy all the time. It's I mean, you've seen those BTE segments where he just kind of just transforms like he just intercuts himself every time, you know, he becomes another Did you watch Matt this Hardy. week? He becomes he, he becomes yeah, he oh. becomes like he becomes money mad, he becomes you know, he becomes broken Matt well, Hardy. Technically this week he swore it all off. And it, and it was all a figment of imagination by the Bucks. You're going to believe him? You know what? A wrestler has never liked me once, Michael. Ever. Outside, Santana Ortiz, to the surprise of no one, destroys Sue's van with a sledgehammer and a mad ball. Like Tony loses his shit saying, what did she ever do to them? Come on, what did Sue do to you? Yeah. yeah. Quite an insurance rate hike. What heels. She probably drove that all the way from wherever you know, from. Pe- Pe- Pennsylvania. I, I guess. They I mean, it's like a good a- thing there was no license plate when it got destroyed. Just would have been way. It's, that's just very convenient. Maybe they took Thank it God. and they put it on their wall just like for decoration. Oh, those are heels. Yeah. Uh, just, I, I like just putting like the Sammy Guevara table spot and then this car spot. I just thought this was just like a crazy stretch of dynamite. Like, oh, my God. And. I got to say, like this week, I thought the crowd noise became like way more distracting than usual. Oh, they, they me, sweetened the hell out of that this week. It, 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 like it, it was just noise. Like there was no rhyme or reason of why the one like one level became louder or the other. And mm-hmm. I think I think because they're letting less people into Daly's place now mm-hmm. because of the whole, you know, COVID foolishness in Florida. Yeah. And I. I don't know. They just can't seem to get it right in yeah. terms of just how how to how to you know deal with this cr- whole crowd thing. Like they should have they should have you know people that if they can, but I don't know. I think the rose is falling off the bloom in terms of just 
just putting your locker room. Well, everyone know, else is doing it. Those. Everyone else. I mean, is doing that's it. then they got no choice. You know, baseball. You know, they got doing WWE it. to follow their lead. So if they if they if they pivot, that just makes them weak. Has basketball started yet? Oh, basketball started like two weeks ago. Okay, boy. so so they're are they adding are they adding crowd noise or there is crowd noise, but yeah. it's also just it, you know, it's yeah. not. I mean, I've it, I've watched it's a different. Some of the it's a different way. It's like it's it's they just do it better. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's, that's that's all I can say. And yeah. they also, I agree. Yeah. And th- hey, those basketball games they have gotten they have gotten entertaining. But I digress. Uh, Dark Order: John Silver and Alex Reynolds versus Matt. Cardona and Cody Cardona fucking gets. love John Silver and Alex Reynolds. Oh, they're great. They are so good in the ring and they're so funny on being the elite. Yeah, they're 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 they are so funny that they make it a storyline about best friends taking the shine off the Dark Order and then they would have to find and the, leading to them wanting to kill Brandon Cutler because he just keeps on telling them how much better the best friend. Oh, how much like. How how zero creativity best friends have compared yeah. to the Dark Order. Yeah, it's great. It's great. Um, I love them. They give Matt Cardona pyro. Think about that, man. They give like just on well, you great. know. I know. I was just thinking about this this week, and you know, like we sat here last week and we men- made that mention about well, Cody said he didn't want this to be a company where he just hires his friends and kind of hired his friend, uh, but. You mean if he genuinely saw potential in... I was willing to give him a chance, you know? It's only fair. Absolutely. It would be absolutely unfair to just completely write him off considering what, you know, how charismatic he can be and just, again, you just just put up or shut up. Um, He looks really well put together. I know I said that last week, like, but that he... It looks like he spent extended time making sure he looks like the action figures that he collects. Yeah, like he just looked at his shelf, and I'm like, okay, uh, just gonna have these deltoids, just make them look like that. Well, right, dude, biceps like that. You he think is about really it, well put together. He well had, put, he's got a bunch together. of WWE money probably saved up. He has all his free time. I mean, of course, of course. This he's is just the gonna, same about Heath Slater. This was the same about fucking Jinder Mahal. He's just gonna order HelloFresh or some fucking delivery service. Yeah, and yeah. Anyway, they they build heat on Cody for a very very long time to a point where I Cody's Ric Flair maybe maybe they want maybe they should have shaved I don't know eight to five minutes on this match yeah. Uh, but yeah you have Cardona making <laughs> he was making the dumbest face reaching for dear life to Cody as Cody tries to touch Cardona oh dude he, that's like, the come on come on that's the same on. fucking face he made in WWE. I, I, it, I mean, it's hey, he has the same face that he has in WWE. What else can you do? Just like jumping uh, back and forth. Like, dude, chill the yeah. fuck out. I mean, he's trying to be. Expensive. No, I'm uh, silver kicks the shit out of the chest of Cody like he's Brian Danielson, in which it made me think he could know, be. He should really be here. Uh, hot tags Cardona. He does hot tag things. He teases the pro broski boot, but Reynolds drags silver out underhook sit out powerbomb on Reynolds. Cody cutter to silver Reynolds spills Cody out of the ring. A kick to a full Nelson slam to Cardona, which I think they try to pin, but two count. Yeah, I don't know. I had a bit of a brain fart there. Uh, Cody and Silver both have their uh, have their heads land on the apron, which did not look fun. And then he does the radio silence. Uh, Cardona does the radio silence to Reynolds, which is I forget the name that it was the Rough Rider. Rough Rider. Yeah, yeah. um, Cardona. I just thought there was very little change from his offense. I thought I thought he was basically Zack Ryder. He was more explosive. 
I mean, yeah. He had yeah. more energy that night. But at the Did, end of the day, he, he still seemed like the way he moved the, his offense. I mean, he was he was teasing the broski boot. He was teasing. He, he did the rough rider. Dude, he, finished, was, he like, was just in was, WWE, what, like two months or three months ago? I mean, and, he wasn't doing anything, but he was he was there. He was there, so that's how he was training. So, I mean, I don't see his style changing a whole lot. I mean, Cody sees something in him. Hopefully, that's what it is. Hopefully, Cody just sees something in him. And, I'm just saying, like I can't, and but I also can't say that he. This was a total miss for Cardona because this is a tag match. Like he only had so much time, and a lot yeah. of that was just dedicated to to Cody selling. Which, yeah, yeah. You know, I can't. Again, like a, I do. Do I want to see a Matt Cardona singles match? No. Come on. Do I want to completely write him off now? I uh, I can't say that. I can't say yes. You know what I mean. I can't. I can't really put a definitive answer on him just yet. Yeah. But nonetheless, he's there, and he's being paid on a per appearance, which I, I mean, that doesn't mean it. Like, I so guess he's not signed. He's not signed. He's pay, he's being paid per appearance. So kind of Jeff Cobb style. Yeah. So you know, we'll see where it goes from there. But post match, down with it. Oh, so, sorry. Yeah. Uh, post match, as Cody enters the ring chamber, you see the silhouette of one Scorpio Sky. Um, apparently he's uh, shooting his shot. He points at the t- TNT title to Cody, and that leads to our match next week. Um, AEW Dark Scorpio Sky. He faced one APW's Will Hobbs, who does a very nice spine buster to uh, Scorpio Sky. But that was really all the offense he got in. Well, he just got yeah. the TKO for the pin and win. Because, this so this know, is Will, interesting. Will Hobbs did the job. This is interesting. Uh, Scorpio Sky versus Cody for the TNT title. They've yeah. been pushing Scorpio because a he lot. did a post match promo on on AEW Dark where he they he said, "Oh, I'm the king of AEW Dark," but he kind of he kind of saw that as a more of a backhanded compliment. He wants he wants to be it, like while AEW Dark is like, I'm not going to bury AEW Dark, but I'm above this and all this and blah blah blah. Like he's Kind of just calling it the B show, which you know it is. Hey, the B show is a great thing to be. It's a great, it's great, it's fantastic. It's where you, you know, it's where um, stars are made. Although I would say this, he can, they can defend the TNT title anywhere. What if the TNT title was defended every week on Dark? I guess it doesn't make sense because TNT doesn't title. really make sense. Yeah, T- it's not on TNT. It's not the YouTube title. Never mind. They should make a YouTube title. Woo woo. Yeah, woo. just what a just what AEW needs more belts yeah um i just make the ftw title that why don't they just put where did that go that, that just goes i mean it's with it's with brian cage who's banned from ringside he's just sitting he's saying. just sitting in his hotel room just polishing it yeah with his with his with the baby can i get three more steaks thank you with with the baby oil he uses on himself yeah um but yeah hey candace can you Sky, lotion up my back scorpio sky versus cody next week i don't want Scorpio Sky to lose, but he probably will. I don't know, man. You don't want, I mean, Cody, I mean, you don't want Cody to drop the title before All Out unless you want Scorpio Sky versus Cody for What's the, the plan for, at All Out. What's the plan for Cody? What's the plan for Scorpio Sky? I mean, you know? yeah. It's, I, I just don't, I want, I want Scorpio Sky to be successful. He's a bit on the bland side, in my opinion, but I do, I would support any, if all, any push to Scorpio Sky. Yeah. Um, he made a, you know, th- he brought it up. He's one of only two people that pinned Chris Jericho, which, hey, that's something to put your hat, put your hat on. Yeah. Um, 
like I don't want I don't want to say that I don't like Scorpio Sky. I do like I said, I, he's a bit on, bit more on the bland side, but character know, wise, I think so. But I think yeah. as a wrestler, he's fucking fantastic. He's pretty good. Yeah, he's, he's not great. Uh, he's almost he's almost there, man. He's good. That's but he's then very that's kind good. Of the thing that's kind of the that's kind of the thing that's I would say at, really as on I don't know. Would you say he's better than Cody as a wrestler? Like. I think Cody has a better has better matches than um, than Scorpio's guy. Okay. Fair. I can't definitively say that he's Fair. a better performer because I feel like they're at the same level. Who makes a better lasagna? That's the real question. Is it Corey? Anyway, best friends are at the location of what used to be Sue's van. Uh, Trent says, "After we beat you, you will personally apologize to my mom on speakerphone." I love uh, Chucky e. T. He's like you. To, to face my friend's mom's van and i told sue i was gonna protect the van yeah just like again chuck kids. taylor like best friends they are among the most likable dudes in wrestling today and you just don't get a lot of that in wow. wrestling today you know what i mean yeah, like, my, my first indie show i saw chuck taylor versus matt riddle how'd that go uh, it was it was a pretty crazy tables match it was a tables match yeah that's crazy yeah Anyways, debate time. But before that, Sammy's cue cards. He said it says, hey, Orange, like Matt Hardy versus the inner circle. You're going to lose. Not o- you're going to lose. Not only dot 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 is the demo god dot 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 a master in the ring. He's a master on the mic, a master on the stage. He's a master entertainer. He's a master debater <laughs> in which Sammy then removes that cue card. And he just cut. He kind of just does the cutoff motion. As we fade know. to black into an actual commercial, which yeah. I thought, thank you, Sammy. And that was it for Sammy Kavar tonight. Well, I mean, after <laughs> he's all right for, and he's just he's all right after that table spot too. Yeah. Uh, Justin Roberts introduces the debate, and then after it's like <laughs> the way they introduce this debate. A, uh, Justin Roberts, he's on, he's in, he's on the ring. He introduces it like he says, "This is the AEW Great Debate 2020." And then fucking pyro comes off like a million fireworks. And I come just, on, you know, it's going to happen at the fucking. I don't know why I just year. let off. Like, I just laughed like an idiot when that happened. I just thought it was so yeah. funny. And we reveal the moderator is, in fact, Eric Bischoff, your best friend, Eric Bischoff. Oh, yeah. And then as Eric Bischoff enters the scene, Jr. just says 83 weeks, 83 <laughs> weeks, which is a reference to Eric Bischoff's. Not only his podcast, but the amount of weeks that Nitro beat Monday Night Raw on the ratings, yada, yada, yada. And uh, then Tony, Schiav- Tony Schiavone, like, think about that. Tony Schiavone commentating a segment with Eric Bischoff on TNT yeah. for the first time since WCW's close. Like, 2020, y'all. 2020. Yeah, yeah. And he continues to be marking out, too. Like, throughout the segment, Tony Schiavone's like, guys, I got I to gotta interrupt you for a second. I am, I am staring at Eric Bischoff. He's he- like, Mongo, what are you? Oh, where's Mongo? Where is Mongo? Where's Hina? Oh. Well, nah. Come on, I man. know. Well, I just, he was there and I just remembered. I said Mongo. I mentioned everyone. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, Taz says Orange Cassidy must win this match, his match against Jericho, or else he has to pay him $7,000 for the jacket he ruined. And then that, that's the stipulation that they just announced from Taz. Um, excuse me. Orange Cassidy comes out. Um, he wears his usual. Uh, denim jacket and, and regal. Chris Jericho comes out with a different suit, a uh, much nicer suit, a very sleek, fitting, uh, sleek looking. Yeah, much better fitting suit. Yeah. Uh, but Hager comes out holding the ruined orange jacket, which God, how I want. 
wonder how that smells like right now. Well, during the time of that recording. Uh, then Bischoff, he um, he introduces the first Jer- uh, question and asks why Jericho and Orange Cassidy hate each other so much. Uh, Jericho insults Orange's wardrobe, um, Orange Cassidy's wardrobe, saying, "Yo, you didn't even dress properly." In which Orange Cassidy responds with a clip-on tie, and he just puts it on his shirt yeah. to a thunderous applause. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's pretty much like this entire debate um, is pretty much Jericho being the the old-fashioned wrestling guy who just doesn't get Orange Cassidy's gimmick. Like he yeah, he yeah. doesn't get him. So he's just going to hate on him for this entire segment. Yeah. Um, Jericho. Yeah. So with that question, Orange responds with that first question. Orange responds with nothing. Eric then asks, who is the better wrestler and who is the better star? Which I mean, all these questions fucking sucked. I mean, except for one. Yeah. They were just simple boilerplate questions. Um, but I thought Eric Bischoff. Was Jer- Jericho give his response. Cassidy wouldn't respond. Yeah, uh, to all the uh, questions that put, didn't matter. Jericho puts himself over all the time, and then Eric asks about global sea levels and asks and 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 pretty much asks asks Jericho and Orange their thoughts about the situation. And then Orange Cassie, I can't repeat it. In fact, I haven't been repeating all the the wonderful, wonderful lines from this segment. Like Orange responds with a very wordy monologue as Jericho, in picture in picture, just just looks aghast. Like it's yeah. in the thumbnail, man. Yeah, it's he um Orange Cassidy basically just goes full rain man and just like yeah. the rising sea levels over a certain amount of time raises ten percent and da, 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 da. and I was just and, you, what was that? I'll, you I, said like he's it's rain man. Like, do you think that's like I know they offensive? No, no. Do you think AEW could possibly just go in that direction? What that he's like a genius? Like, that he's on yeah that. Oh, on the spectrum, you mean? On the spectrum? No, 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 no. Nah, he's he's Orange Cassidy. You don't have to overthink this. Yeah. But then, like, he does, he does kind of give up. What I thought it was, what I thought it was is that he, he doesn't care about the questions that didn't matter, but the questions that did matter was that one, because it really matters in this world, that kind of stuff. And he's just like, no, no. And that's kind of the thing that would get him over with today's kind of. You know, yeah. today's youth don't care about, you know, if I can, who's the best rest. They're going to laugh about yeah. some guy doing something like that. So Eric asks why Orange Cassidy is so popular. Jericho says he's the epitome of every Jericho says Orange Cassidy is the epitome of every smart mark fantasy and is a pimple in the ass of the wrestling business. And that Ooh. next week he is going to pop it, which I thought was a great line. Also disgusting. Orange again doesn't respond. And then Eric asks the final question. And that's why is this match so important to them? And then before Jericho speaks, Orange tells Jericho to shut up. I, I thought he was going to say shut the hell up, you know, just as a throwback. But I guess yeah. they just wanted Orange to be Orange. Well, and again, um, it's another question that matters to Cassidy. Yeah. So Orange knows Jericho. Like Orange, he pretty much just says he knows Jericho set this debate up to embarrass Jericho. But Orange says he cares about the match. Ne- he. he Orange says that he may not care a lot about things, but he says he cares about the match next week. And if that it's not only the most important match of his life, but is also Jericho's most important match of his life because mm-hmm. he wants because he wants Jericho to imagine what would it be like if Orange Cassie just somehow beats Jericho and it bothers him for and, and, and that very fact would bother Jericho like so much well he and said thought, he says everyone would laugh at you because you'd be the guy who got beat but you'd be the guy the who pressure got, is on jericho there is more pressure on jericho than there is on orange cassidy because you got beat by the guy with his hand in his pockets 
Yeah, and I there thought that go. was I, I thought that was happen. a really great I thought that was a really great line and that neither of us could say, but for uh, some yeah, we got it out there. We got it close. And then like and then after Orange says that, we, fucking Eric Bischoff, he just just says, "Well, with that, I guess I'm declaring Orange Cassidy as the winner of this debate." And I thought like that's not how fucking debates work. And Jericho, no like, idea. he also gets really mad, too. It's like, Eric, he says, like, Eric Bischoff, like, that doesn't make sense. You don't just win debates. And then he just starts losing his shit. And then he says he hasn't liked Eric for 20 years, in which Eric corrects him. Oh, it's 24 years. And I know how that feels, which I thought that was a really I, Eric Bischoff was so good in this segment, dude. Like, he knew he was very reserved, but he was also like he just used his mere presence to like he got the he got the segment going. He didn't really just like emphasize on it. It wasn't him saying, "Oh, I'm Eric Bischoff. I'm on TNT." It was the commentators that really said you that. Can, he just he just did his role, and I really really appreciated the, you his, can like, judge, his reservation. You can judge Eric for any judge of character he's had, any choices he's made business wise, screwing people over. I'm sure he's done that a whole bunch. I mean, he pissed a lot of people off. Yeah, a lot of people don't like. But him, him on screen as a character has always been very entertaining. Him on WCW. Hey, it, Corey, fight me. Hey, you know what? Um, That's his that was, that was yeah, the catchphrase. I know. I just didn't know how to respond to it. I know. Because I, right? I kind of had to fart, too, at the same time when you said it. Um. So, yeah. What are you? Are you okay? Yeah, I'm looking for my water. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, so him as an on-screen character has been really good uh, this entire time. I mean, him on 83 Weeks, the podcast, has been really good. So, but Yeah, it was just it was just Eric Bischoff just moving it along. But, like, yeah, I really liked it. But I thought Jericho was incredible in this Jericho, segment. yeah. And made Orange Cassidy, who, who did his own, who did, who did very well, too. You know, he held he really held his own like this was, you know, a lot was writing on Orange Cassidy, not like messing up his lines in, in terms of like the, the, well, the he was reading off cue cards. I think he was. I think he was reading off cue cards. He can't be reading off cue cards. He Dude, they, he it was is, not. He was not going to remember all of that. I have faith in Orange Cassidy. Like, I have faith that he that that fire ant would. You, you don't believe in Orange Cassidy? How dare you? Not like that. Uh, but yeah, not with uh, the script that long. Uh, Jericho summons Hager to beat up Orange. Gets the Judas Vex. Best friends come in for the save. I again, an absolutely incredible segment, and I can't wait for Orange hit the ropes segment. hard too when he went oh, down yeah. after Hager hit him. I was like, yeah. I kind of thought he got Enzo was, for a second. We that would have been that would have been a real big bummer. Yeah. What did you think of this segment? It was fun. I loved it. It was entertaining. I laughed. Uh, Eric Bischoff is funny. Chris Jericho is funny. The more I listen to the more I listen to you, I, I think I think uh uh Cindy has a point what? where you not only kinda look like Orange Cassidy, you do kinda sound like Orange Cassidy. I, now that we now that we hear more of Orange Cassidy's voice. I wanna I want that DNA work test. On it. I want that it. DNA test. Orange, I'm calling you out, brother. I want some of your DNA. That sounded weird. Let's move on. Tony is with Bert Baker. Uh, Britt Baker chooses oh, Reba to face Big Swole as Nyla loses her shit in the background. No, she's uh, Jan- teaming with her, right? No, Britt Baker. No, Britt Baker chooses Reba to face Big Swole as their opponent of her choice. So it's Big Swole. Remember the whole thing about Big Swole? Yeah. Like the I- only reason, the only way to have Big Swole. I thought she was Britt Baker. To have Britt Baker is she faces an opponent of Britt Baker's choice, and Britt Baker chooses Reba. Okay. Yeah, and Nyla loses her shit in the background. Like, oh my god, she's so fucked. 
So JR says Reba is the youngest ever woman to be a Dallas Cowboy cheerleader, uh, which is a fact that I, you know, definitely Googled. Like he, you could tell JR. Has I hope JR Googled that and wasn't like, oh, I knew that off the top of my head. JR <laughs> yeah. has, if you look at JR on Twitter and Instagram, he has the fattest crush on Reba, which I don't blame her, but, you know. And he's also got a fucking fat crush on Sonny, too, but yeah. that's neither here nor there. Uh, you know. Reba's terrible, dude. Like, really? I think it's on purpose. Like, like this, Matt, like, I don't know. Like, a lot, like, I, I commented on the fact that, like, Reba is, like, in another league terrible. And there's, like, oh, she's doing it on purpose. She's doing it on purpose. What do you like, mean dude, terrible? Like, I, like, match-wise? Like, this match was, like, the, her, the way her offense, like, just looked. Like, it just. Wait, it did I miss like a whole match? Wrestling. Yeah, Reba versus Big Swole. Oh, I thought that was for, like, next week. I thought you were talking. Okay, I missed this match somehow. Yeah, Reba wrestled the uh, Big Swole, and she looked really bad in the ring. That's a bummer. Big Swole, um, she misses. Uh, Reba sets herself up with a moonsault. She makes the moonsault, but then she kind of makes contact with Swole. Yeah. Um, she kind like she missed her mark, which I'm not surprised. But Swole hits her with some elbow, gets the pin, and win. And that's it for the women. Was she green? Uh, I don't know. No. I'm just messing with you. Anyway, but this is the segment. That's all the women get for this week's dynamite. Which is, uh, you know, a bit of a disappointment. Like this, I mean, like Sheeta. Come on, I mean, I did she wrestle last week? See, the fact that I don't even remember is kind. Of, no, she. Yeah, she she, she wrestled. Uh, was it uh, Dynamante or oh, Diamante? Diamante. That's true, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Instead well, of facing, yeah. it goes to show how fucking thin that roster is, dude. That the women's roster is. It's just. It's too bad. It's too bad. <laughs> just. I just saw the stupidest thing on. Yeah, Twitter. Someone says NXT sucks. AEW is gold. And for some reason, Shotzi wanted to reply. Wrong. Let's move with with the, the with the Donald Trump gif or the no. Just she just, just responded with a wrong. Yeah, she just said wrong. I mean, she's putting the brand that she works for over. So anyway, can't blame her. Main event: Darby Allen versus John Moxley for the AEW World Championship. Constant replays of that terrible tax skateboard spot on Ricky Starks. It's just they have that on multiple angles, and I just cringe every time I see it. Darby Allen, Darby Allen enters with a Moxley face cutout like he's the spy from Team Fortress Two. Um, Taz is pissed off at the sight of Moxley, and he hammers home the fact that Stark and Cage are banned from the premises. Yeah. Just he says banned like banned like he's Emerald Lagasse or we something. Banned him. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that it pretty much just telegraphs that there's no fuckery from them at yeah. least. Uh, Mox punches Darby in the face after he rips out the cutout picture. Darby bleeds from the mouth early, and then for a second I thought Mox was having like a weird early. Reversal. He bleeds from the mouth the second the first punch is thrown. Oh yeah. Uh, for a second, like there was a moment where I thought like Mox was having a MRSA attack on his chest and back, but then I realized that was just Darby's face paint. <laughs> it's like, oh Jesus! So they gotta they gotta check that out. But I was like, oh wait, it's just Darby's face. Does paint. he have decaying flesh it's, on him on his body? It look kind of did. It kind of looked. It kind of looked like it. Um, they go to the outside. Mox tosses Darby onto the steel ring post all the way from the entrance ramp, which I thought. I mean, Darby, like you are the master of bumping, but sometimes, like you are too good at it, where it's, it's not gonna. You're just going to, you're gonna regret that. Uh, it's it's your classic stay down story from the veteran and the blue and the blue chipper who just doesn't want to give up. Um, Darby just throws himself to Moxley because that's all he has to offer. Uh, like when he's all in with his wrestling, I think I I personally like it, but um, yeah, I can see how that turns off a lot of people. 
Darby drives Mox's hand onto the post and just kind of works on it for a little bit, but doesn't really go into the story of the match that much. Uh, code red to Mox for a close two count. Mox does a German at the top, but Allen sort of saves himself by flipping. Warlow comes out to distract the ref as MGF nails Mox's face with a championship belt. I kind of said that real fast. <laughs> Let me repeat that. Wardlow, you comes out to distract the ref as MGF nails Moxley's face with the champion belt. And then this this belt. is MJF, and here's the championship belt. And he goes, yeah. and I'm Moxley, and he goes, bruh, and I, uh. And he conveniently bleeds to death. Not He's not dead, but. He yeah, he doesn't bleed as much as Hardy did earlier, but he, he had a little bit of blood coming down. Uh, Darby does a coffin drop, and when he lands that coffin drop, I legit bought it. Like, oh my <laughs> really? god. Really? I legit bought like oh shit they're how did they not how did word not get out that get out that the title change happened but Moxley kicks out because dude Moxley he gets a fucking title shot to the head and a fucking coffin drop fucking like he Moxley gets Dar- bro he gets Darby's finisher and he gets a and he gets that you know colli- the title collision like I don't know like some people are gonna say that like they. They were they are protecting the hell out of Moxley as this you know unbeatable guy, but I kind of saw thought of it as fucking they are burying Darby Allen's finish right here, dude. What no, I, I mean if it was anyone else, I would agree with you, but with John Moxley, dude, it's Sean. Like, he's the Moxley. champion, and like he's yeah, the champion. champion. He's the toughest guy in AEW. The but only guy. Don't you think? But don't you think the fact that he took a title belt to the face and then Darby Allen's finish? Like you know where I'm coming from with this. Like that's yeah, just that yeah. is a lot. That but, is a lot. But but they've also, like I said, they've built him up. And you said it too that he that's built John him. Cena levels of just kicking out. There. And he's John Cena levels of superstar in AEW. Yeah, that's fair enough. Like, fair enough. I just thought, but then, but then, like it's not. It's not so much about John Moxley needing, like you know, needing to be this powerful. It was more just about Darby Allen, like his, you know, he could, gave, he actually gave everything. Could could uh. Darby Allen have kicked out of a paradigm shift like the first one and maybe Moxley gave him a second one and then he was done. Yeah, that would have been cool. It would have been. I think that and also I didn't even uh, that and I think that happened. Okay, so Darby does a common drop and legit and I legit thought it was a finish of Max um, uh, of the match. Mox kicks out. Yeah. And Darby goes for another common drop, but Moxley catches him with a rear naked choke. And then he transitions to a gotch style pile driver. Thank you. Courtesy of uh, one daddy, Minoru Suzuki, but Alan kicks out of it. Moxley then does the paradigm shift and then Moxley retains. So, yeah, Moxley retains and that pretty much just sets up MJF versus uh, John Moxley because John Moxley, you know, got hit in the face. By uh, MJF in the championship, I thought this was a really good match. Yeah, it was fun. Real um, like my 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 grief, my slight grievances aside, um, yeah, I thought this was. It made Mo- as much as it made kind of more or less buried Darby Allen's finish. Um, more or less, I thought this made John Moxley like super unbeatable, which you kind of need. You kind of need that going into All Out, which is in five weeks. So, or which is in about a month, actually. Is it? I thought it was month? great. Yes, it's September fifth. September fifth. It's exactly uh, a month. Yeah, I thought this was an excellent episode of Dynamite, dude. It was way better than last week. Yeah, uh, definitely. I, I thought last week was a, was a, was a huge letdown considering what's on paper, and I'm super super looking forward to next week. You know, you got Scorpio Sky versus Cody oh. for the TNT title. Scorpio, yeah. Who else? Um, you got you got Orange Cassidy versus Jericho in a seven thousand dollar obligation match. Yep. 
um, because they just got to give it a gimmick for those ratings. Oh, yeah. Um, You got Tag Team Appreciation Night with um, Paige and Omega versus uh, Jurassic Express. Is it? Yeah, I'm looking at the picture right now. They're defending the titles against them, against uh, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. But they, why? What, what, What made them earn that shot? They uh, lost last week to Jericho and Inner Circle, you yeah, know, you, you, in that ten man. Yeah, eh, whatever. I I need Excalibur to explain to me these rankings. Come on, Excalibur, we forgive you. You know, we get like it was almost twenty years. Michael has forgiven you for saying the N word. I mean, he's <laughs> hey, listen. He said it. Excalibur. Everybody involved in that angle, they have pretty much just said they regretted it the second they did it. Yeah, I hate, you know that's like it's it's completely different than the fact that it was in 2003. Yeah, I feel like it, it had had this happened in like 2007, 2013, 2017. It's never a good time. That's never a good to time, say what yeah. they said. Yeah, but oh, yeah. I'm just messing with you. No, it, it's uh, yeah. <laughs> Let's we'll see how it goes next week. If uh, Excalibur, you know, I, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to Dynamite next week. It was a great episode this week too. What? Okay, so I'm looking at a clip. Uh, okay, so I think Matt Hardy might have bladed when, what do you call it, Sammy Guevara? The chair? Yeah, when, the chair he, when he threw yeah. the chair at him because you see him throw the chair. And, and then, he does, he puts his arms up and you yeah, probably, probably And he, he kind of goes like this. So he probably. There you go. Yeah. There's your explanation. There's your Taz breakdown of the Matt Hardy hey, listen. blade spot. So Taz he puts the hands on his face. That gives him the avenue to put the razor across his forehead, and there you see the bleeding, and that's how you juice in the segment in Dynamite. It's a stunt, anyway. Granny. Anyways, AEW uh, Dynamite. You liked it? It was a good show. I, I loved it. it. I loved this. I loved this episode. Two thumbs up, a. Hey. All right, let's move on to NXT. Uh, this week took place the exact same time as AEW Dynamite. Who would have thunk? Uh, kicked off with Rhea Ripley versus Dakota Kai. Number one contendership match for the NXT Women's Championship. Yeah. Uh, the Double two <laughs> the uh, two women. Against, ex- uh, against who faces Io Shirai. Exactly. The two women exchange holds until Ripley takes over with her sheer strength. Uh, stalling vertical suplex to Kai. This match, though, starts to drag early with Ripley slowing, slowly wearing down Kai, uh, starting to seem like a glorified uh, squash match at some point because it just it seems like Rhea Ripley is just beating down on Kai relentlessly, even to and the they got to put over that like Rhea, like Dakota Kai is just the that that type of heel, you know, who's who's you know who's not on the level of Ray Ripley and who has to take shortcuts but you know? that but this is just like every WWE match I'm really starting to see the pattern when a heel you're wins you're starting to see the pattern <laughs> when uh when a heel wins man it, it's like they get beat down for most of the match something happens and then they win uh because that's what happened here because even at a certain point Rhea Ripley gives this electric chair to Dakota Kai on the edge of the ring and I was like fuck man the apron. yeah and I I was legit like watch out for Dakota's nose because I think she's broken it before it's it's yeah I'm just saying once I brought my nose and she looked fine she looked fine yeah she looked fine yeah, at yeah. the after it uh prison trap to Kai versus uh, uh with Kai throwing Rhea into the corner Ripley then is on the edge of the ring almost out of nowhere Mercedes Martinez though runs in and kicks Ripley we get the GTK they go to kick to Rhea Ripley 
Uh, she gets the pin in the win on Ripley. This match was a six out of ten in my opinion. Decent Come match, yeah, yeah, decent match. Both women looked good. Uh, the electric chair spot, though, uh, it, it, that was pretty cool. Uh, I yeah, when having this show start, I thought I thought it was pretty good. Uh, um, Mercedes but, Martinez beats down on Ray Ripley after the match, setting up. I guess they're gonna have a match at Takeover Thirty. Yeah, two te- the, 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 X, the, X, the, X. the two the two biker chicks can just we, having just having a go. Can we at Takeover X tri- Triple H like I'm gonna be the special guest referee. <laughs> Get out of here, Triple H. Um, yeah, six so, out of ten. Yeah, six out of ten. Uh, tri- uh, NXT Triple uh, X. Are we gonna see the return or at least the debut of Vin Diesel in WWE? Oh yes, one hundred percent. And then we have a clip of Pat McAfee or sorry, Pat McAfee. At least how it's spelled, McAfee. That's not how it's spelled. I mean, it is how it's spelled. That that antivirus software has been around for a very long time, and people have been saying McAfee for as long as that exists. Does he own the? And ant- you, he literally hear the commentators and the announcers saying his name properly. Well, you Are know you what? Telling me that they're wrong. You know what? The whole world is wrong except for me. So Pat McAfee. No, I'm kidding. I'm completely kidding. He's backstage. She's talking to Shane Mc, or Shawn Michaels, not Shane McMahon, uh, just on the ramp, just casually. He's in the underground. He's in Raw Underground. He's Actually, you know what? That would have been interesting if him oh, yeah. he was in Raw Underground. Uh, next up, Shane Thorne versus Bronson Reed, a match everyone is waiting to see because, you know, Shane Thorne's the man with uh, the... They're both Australian. Oh, one, he's... Is, is uh, Bronson Reed New Zealand? Or no, Australia? they're both they're both from Australia. Um so was it, there's your connections. Was it, it? They used to be a tag team. Uh, was it me or did Shane Thorne have like the cheapest entrance video where like they took just like his small part of his video with his name and just put it over another? What they're gonna dedicate? He's Shane Thorne. Are they gonna dedicate an entire fucking day just to create the Titan Tron for? I uh, sometimes I feel like the full sale students are the ones who do these, and like this is the one. This is their the, test. Kid, the guy was like, like "Oh, hold on, hold on." Uh, here you go. For Shane Thorne's Titan Tron is going to be shown on national television. Hey man, you know that's a big deal. Honestly, if you're a student and if you're making a Titan Tron being shown by potentially seven hundred thousand people, that's full sale is a very prestigious university, and I'm not kidding for production stuff. It's a really good school. So, yeah, it's really hard to get in. Yeah, so I, I can see things being like that. Um, uh, this is this is a match. Uh, these two are former tag team partners. Uh, Thorne wears down the thick boy. Tope to Reed on the outside. Reed, though, hits a really, really, really soft headbutt to Shane Thorne, which leads to a military press slam, uh, running sent on. You think four reallys could just add to a regular headbutt then? It's got a really, really, really soft headbutt. It's just you're kind of just piling on the well, it, well if it's soft because I'm like really, really, really negative. So oh, that makes all sense. math. Uh, Reed hits a Death Valley driver, followed by the giant thick boy body slash for the pin and the win. Five out of ten, in my opinion. OK, match. But Reed is looking better and better every week. This is probably hey, that's what that was the point. Yes, uh, this is probably, though, the best match he could have had in this situation because it is Shane Thorne and. I don't want to say that. I don't want to go as far as to say that. Yeah, don't you know, say it. I did. All right. I mean, yeah. But uh, Bronson Reed, they on commentary, they just kept on saying, can you imagine this guy climbing a ladder? I'm like, oh, thank you for telegraphing, telegraphing that. Finish. But Yeah, hey, because we didn't see. Know. Because, you know, we've never seen a big guy win a ladder match on WWE TV. It literally just happened like two months ago. I don't and, remember. I'm actually trying to think. Otis. 
Oh, yeah. He's the money in the bank. He still has the money in the bank. Yeah, remember that? Remember that? <laughs> <laughs> remember that? Yeah. Uh, but then we have uh, backstage, uh, Brizongo. They're leaving the arena. Uh, El Legado del Fantasma pull up in a car to kidnap Fandango. Um, here's my question. They're not going to be ninjas, dude. Or they're going to be really sexy ninja. I mean, uh, sexy uh, luchadors. No, that's fine. Um, who was the fourth man? Who was driving the car? There was a fourth man who was driving. William Regal. Let's go, guys. Everybody in the car. The segment needs to work. Uh, it was Sue. I, <laughs> you're right. I didn't think it was Sue. Okay. She, she could, that's why she didn't. That's why she didn't drive Trent and uh, Chuck. Boys, like, you I take the car. I left the family car at the arena and I took the Uber car to go work while you guys are they doing. But then they drove to the arena. She got the Uber car. She got her second car that she uses for work. Okay. Right, I mean, she has a plan. She doesn't use her work car with the family. Those boys will trash it. Yeah, nonetheless, uh, Mackenzie's backstage with the Robert Stone brand. Robert Stone says, even though Rhea Ripley might be done with the Robert Stone brand, the Robert Stone brand is not done with Rhea Ripley. <laughs> and uh, yeah. And then for some reason, Aaliyah had to add on. Bye. To be annoying. It's terrible. It's terrible. It's terrible. Damian Priest. Damien Priest versus Oni Lorcan versus Ridge Holland. This guy is fucking made out of meat. He's fucking. Ridge Holland is just. He, you, if Vince McMahon takes a look at this guy, just yeah. he, maybe he's going to be put him on the underground. I just worry about him being like, uh, um, was it Nathan Jones? Who, yes, the, the, the Colossus of Boggo Road. He was too hardcore for Australian prisons. Yeah. Now he's in Mad Max movies and. Um, well, it worked out for him then, I guess, right? Yeah, he was in he was in the Mad Max movie. He was uh, he was in the, he was and he was also like in that Troy movie where he gets stabbed by Brad Pitt. He was great. Well, He's done good for himself. Holland is a former rugby player, but he also his character for NXT is he portrays a 1920s He's lo- Sammy Zayn. <laughs> <laughs> He's pretty much Sammy Zayn. He's like what Sammy Zayn's hipster self inspired like looks in the past and be like, "I want to look like them." Like he comes out to the ring with a billy club. He's like pointing it at the. the he just he has a cabbie hat and he has a weird jacket. But then he's not. It is a weird jacket. And... It's a very weird jacket. It, yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Priest fights off both men to start the match. Uh, normal WWE three way match where it's a one on one and then another one on one and then those one on one guys go one on one. Priest. I mean that, that's triple threat. Like you, you can't fight two dudes at the same time, no matter. Well, how Well, Priest that. was for a second. Uh, mm-hmm. Priest he tried. He did try. Uh, Priest is knocked out of the ring. Uh, went, and Lorkin and Holland seem to kick it into eleventh gear. They, this match really started to pick up though when Oni Lorkin kind of took the lead. I would say. Yeah. No. This. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Lorkin hits a double blockbuster to both men. A snap Saito suplex to Lorkin by Holland. Gut wrench power bomb to Priest by Holland. Uh, Beth then calls Lorkin the human buzzsaw. Which, they got to give names to everybody, I feel like, in NXT. Like, who, you got Dexter Loomis being the tortured artist. You got Who is the Timothy human buzzsaw? Who, there is a human buzzsaw. Uh, it's Tajiri. Tajiri was the human buzzsaw. Oh, I, I forgot about that. Yeah. It, 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 just, it just reminded me of that, and I was just like, hey, they, that's already used. Yeah, they, um, and I feel like they've been doing this for a long time, but yeah. It, oh, yeah, it, yeah. It's becoming a lot more apparent that they're just giving NXT guys. It's been stone. I mean, the Texas been, I Rattlesnake. 
the fucking the Brahma Bowl. Again, more apparent, more the excellence of execution. Maybe because no, the reason why I'm noticing it because it's gotten really fucking bad. Like the art, like what is it? Like, what is Dexter Loomis? The, the tortured, tortured artist. Ar- the tortured artist. Uh, Timothy Thatcher. What was his? Uh, oh, I I thought he was just like Thazcan wrestling or something like that. Yeah, Thatch-can. no, he has one. He has one. Oh. I mean, it goes to show how good, it, how memorable it is. We can't even remember. Can it. we but be? He has one. Can I be Corey, the relentless podca- podcaster? Yeah, sure. You can have that. Yay. Anyways, uh, Priest gives both men the series of strikes, followed by a reckoning to Oni Lorcan. Priest gets the pin and the win. I actually really like this match, despite it. Yeah, being... these guys are great. Um, Damien Priest continue like he's people. I mean, his all his. Everything, everything about him besides the wrestling always gets a lot of shit because of how dumb it is. Um, but he, he is—I uh, have always respected him. Well, res- well yeah, I can yeah. say that. like respected him as a performer because he's—he's he's actually not that bad. And these yeah, are so, three honestly, men. That's Damian Priest in a nutshell. He's honestly not that bad. Uh, these are three men too that you would never pick. To be in a three-way match. Not even if you were playing WWE 2K and all three of these characters were available. Like, yeah. you would never you, pick they them. They just pressed the random button like four times. Yeah, and um, I, I give this match a 7 out of 10 because I thought it was actually pretty damn good. Ridge Holland was was not bad, too. No, for being an ex-rugby player, for being someone who is just coming into this business for the past couple of years. he looked, I feel like he was like, so he was probably going to be a guy that they were going to. By your terms, push. he's green. No. Yeah, yeah, you can say that. But um I he seemed to be a guy who was going to be massively pushed in NXT UK and then NXT UK happened and they just decided, Hey, Ridge Holland, I'm looking at you and I really want Can you fly you. over here? Okay, get over here. Yeah. Get over here. Uh yeah. Uh so then we have uh Pat Mack. Hey, Ridge fucking and he also looks like a million bucks. Yeah, I, I really want I, I really want his body like neck all down. over your body. No, yeah. no, no. I mean, no, no, no. I, I want his body as my body. And I could just be like, you just Photoshop your face in like a picture of Ridge Holland. Can I just make a giant life size Photoshop printout and just wear it over my clothes? <laughs> I got to upload this. I got to upload this in a timely manner, Corey. Oh, come <laughs> on. Okay. So uh, Pat McAfee and uh, Adam Cole, they apparently made off off screen. So they made off off screen. I, I said made up. I tried to transition out of it. What is words? What What is words? Apparently yeah, they, they buried made the up. hatchet. Apparently thought we were going to see them make it up, but no. But Cameron Grimes versus Keith Lee. Uh, Grimes is eager to fight Lee, but Lee is taking his time. Uh, doing his best Naito impersonation, uh, taking off his gear. Uh, Grimes then playing mind games with Lee, getting uh, the rope break every time Lee kind of goes for him. Uh, Lee is just methodically staring down Grimes. Lee's pouncing Grimes uh, around the ring. Grimes begins to fight back after Keys kicks Lee in the leg, pushing him into the ring stairs. Moonsault to Lee on the outside. Uh, back from the break, though, Lee is beating down on Grimes. He... Grimes then jumps out of a spirit bomb, hits an insiguri uh, to counter a pounce, running, spinning power slam to Keith Lee by... Um, it's that kind of match, dude. Jesus oh, Christ. <laughs> uh, big Bear chops to Cameron Grimes. Grimes then fights back, uh, gets another Big Bear chops. I guess those double chops that he gives him. Uh, Lee then hits a spirit bomb to Grimes for the pin and the win. Another 
seven out of ten match for me this evening. Oh uh, yeah, no, it was it was fantastic. Cameron Grimes, he's he continues to be like among my favorites. What what they're doing to him as a character wise, I I question. But, yeah. Um, uh, hey, listen, if it if it shows. If the whole point of it is to show off, you know, his character and then like the, the work, the work that he can do on that end, like I don't completely uh, blame them in that regard. Yeah. But I thought Keith Lee looked legitimate as hell throughout this entire match. You know, this put this makes this gave him a this gave him a more aggressive, harder edge coming, yeah, coming into his definitely. match against Karrion Cross, which I think you rarely, I mean, you just don't see that that often in WWE. Where like everybody just kind of has to be like white bread, all like respect, all respect you, Booker Man. Well, not Booker Man, but um, like uh, you know, just clear cut. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. And so for Keith Lee to show this side of his character in this match, I thought, I thought it worked. I thought Keith Lee. It just it it made you buy into the fact that Keith Lee can beat Karrion Cross. You know. Yeah. Uh yeah. And no. He's willing to step into that side. These two the guys. These two guys are incredible. Um, I don't think they've ever met in the ring, Keith Lee, and I mean, I'm sure outside of the WWE, they have. They must. Have I'm sure if you look up on Cage Match, there's a fucking PWG um, or whatever. Keith Lee versus, versus Keith uh, Lee versus uh, Killer Cross, Trevor Lee or something. No, I'm talking about um, oh, Cameron Grimes. Grimes. Yeah, yeah, Trevor. Yeah. Uh, after the match, though, Cross appears on the screen with uh, Scarlett, who starts to cut a promo in a different language. And uh, I love how there's someone in the crowd who goes, subtitles, please. And uh, calling out their own production staff. Cross is looking into the screen saying, just like you were, saying, you so, we're going to take the hard road. Even though last week Keith Lee was like, I'll give you a title match, dude. Uh, That's fine. Whatever. Um, And then uh, Cross apparently beat up on uh, Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch, which I thought was kind of funny. Yeah, well. who were the, were they Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch? One was were... for sure Oni Lorcan. Um, I don't know if the other guy I mean, was Danny Burch. I feel like I'm more confident in thinking that was Danny Burch because that guy had no facial hair and he just had the face of. Well, kinda... no, I saw uh, the the second one, the one that was already on the ground after Cross walks away. Okay. That was uh, Oni Lorcan, but the one he threw but he just down had the a ground. Match. Well, he just had a match. He just got taken out. Uh... I mean, it leads. Uh, it leads somewhere. Uh, Cross then tells Lee, this is on you. And then he walks out of the video. It is uh, Lorcan and Birch on the floor. Uh, Regal gives an announcement in front of his grandfather clock. Uh, he informs us that Dexter Loomis, my favorite wrestler in the entire world. Suffered- yeah, you you are so excited for him to have a chance <laughs> in that ladder match. You know? He's going to do great. He's going to just captivate audiences with his stare. People fucking love serial killers everywhere. And, it's, what and the, his, it's what the kids think is hot nowadays. His, uh, so his edit jumps. all the momentum in his side. What could... Well, tell me, what does Dexter Loomis has to offer this week, Corey? Well, he's out with an ankle injury and will not be able to be medically cleared for NXT 30. So the next couple of weeks, we will have a series of matches. All the losers from all the older matches will face off. And then eventually, one of them won't be a loser and they'll exactly. be in the match. Word for word. That's what he's all the losers from this match. All the losers <laughs> from before. And apparently we're getting another triple threat match next week, too. Um, so, I mean, I guess he's just is this a shoot. Is Dexter Loomis fucking injured or you think they just didn't want to put him in this match? I don't know. I think they didn't want I don't think they want to put him in this match. They didn't want to beat him. Yeah, you they can. Didn't want, they're not it's a multi-man match, though, dude. At that point, I mean, you yeah. can you can put 
Yeah, it would Also, who fucking cares? It's Dexter Loomis. Exactly. They but then hey, they're but they're also putting a lot behind Dexter Loomis as well. Like I may not necessarily like him, but then if you're just gonna dedicate weeks upon weeks of, you know, pushing this guy all for him to, you know, not even be in this match. Like, you know what it is? You're just wasting my time at that point. <laughs> is, is Triple H just binge watching old episodes of Dexter? Like he's never seen or Dexter. whatever's on his Netflix So queue. he binged Dexter the entire series, but like for the past four weeks. He binge watched Vikings and that's he, what got the war. <laughs> exactly. And but now he's done with Dexter. Tons of so anarchy like, and that's that's his entire women's division. He's like, oh, Dexter Loomis, you're still here. Oh, I thought I finished the episodes. Uh yeah, so uh, we're going to put you back in developmental. Uh, but that is developmental, Corey. What are you saying? Anyways, it's a third brand. Uh, come on, brother. I don't know what that was. That was a weird amalgam of Jesse the Body Ventura and Hulk Hogan. Uh, next up, El Legado del Fantasma. They're all in the ring. Well, they come to the ring with Fandango, uh, beating him up. Uh, Santos says, at the Great American Bash, uh, Brizongo disrespected them. Uh disrespecting the lucha libre culture and his father phantasma does the guy who fucking took off his luchador mask you know what he wants to be more than just a mask so but that's that's the whole point of luchador culture uh breeze then tries to uh come into the ring to save his buddy fandango you know how much money merch money you'll make oh he by selling masks took off his meal ticket yeah <laughs> fucking idiot uh, Santos, for some reason, after beating up on Brizongo, then calls out Swerve Scott. I, I know they're having a feud, but... Who also died in the Raw Underground. Swerve Scott? He was one of the dudes who got, oh. like, killed in the Raw Underground. It was... God, can we talk about that? I mean, okay. No. I want to talk about Raw Underground. It makes me want to cry. Anyways. I mean, what what do you want to say about it? Yeah, let's just fucking get into it. Raw Underground. They want Shane. He want... They want to okay. Well, shoot wise, they want to salvage the third hour. They announced that the Raw Underground 10 p.m. and I thought, holy fuck, is this going to be the entire third hour? And I, like a like a big fucking moron that I am, I decided to tune into Raw, seeing what the get hell your Undertaker gear on because your name was Mark that night. I felt like an idiot. Now they're just it's they just sprinkle these really bad MM, fake MMA segments throughout a really bad fake wrestling show and i just thought it's just two heaps of shit that just makes what was it 42 cuts in one 42 camera cuts in one match i heard god it was terrible like it was pretty much like and i'm and i love i really was really into it a little bit um and if there's anything to salvage that raw underground thing is that it made the hurt business you know they came off looking like if if the whole entire point of raw underground was to make the hurt business look freaking legit badass yeah. badass monster dudes yeah. like mission accomplished but if hey, this was good. if this was to put raw underground over they have failed fucking miserably yeah i don't know where it's gonna go but it's it's i'm not watching next week you know i'll just watch the you know we will on twitter i i mean no <laughs> uh okay back to that was uh, raw underground back to nxt damian priest he's uh he's leaving the arena and um Mackenzie wants to ask him about winning this match, going to the ladder match, and how Dexter Loomis not being in the match, having an ankle injury. For some reason, Bronson congratulates him, and Priest, Priest is just like, oh, so you want to congratulate me? You think you just talk shit? Okay, I guess we'll have a match now. Next Did he week. say shit? No, because, he, didn't, he didn't say shit. I, okay. You know I ad-lib here. Come on, they can. The, well, apparently they can say shit. Like, well, no. Can NXT say shit? No, I don't think NXT can. 
Well, I wouldn't put it against them. They're really desperate. Well, they're not desperate, but they're they want ratings. So. Yeah. Uh, oh, we'll get there. Uh, Tom Phillips is then joined by Pat McAfee um, <laughs> because he's the story of the night. Uh, Tegan Knox versus Indy Hartwell. I'm just thinking fucking there. <coughs> Tegan, she beats Indy. It was a four out of ten match. It sucked. Um, Tegan Knox, what like? Okay, I don't. Well, I don't. What do you think of her now? Right Tegan now? Knox, she's a great wrestler. No, she's great. Is she though, she's good. I like her. She's got a good look. I mean, she I've can wear a brown leather down. jacket. I I've been getting kind of down lately on her. Like sometimes I think, oh, it's just a bad match, but then it's it's there's beginning to become a pattern where it's just I I just don't. I'm not really seeing it in Tegan Knox, honestly. It really all depends on the people she's wrestling too, man. And I st- maybe it's the fact that I just don't see enough confidence in her because she doesn't want to, you know, get risk injury again. Knock on wood. Yeah, it's, yeah, that's that's. I feel yeah, like that's what it is. Honestly, it's like she just doesn't really wrestle with confidence because she like because of the injuries that she's got. You know, she's got Seth Rollins syndrome. Who knows? Maybe she got. <laughs> she's gonna be really, really cool. You know, once she gets that up, but right now I'm just not into her. She's Captain Marvel. Come on, don't invoke that name. Um, let's she's see. Literally, someone else, not her. That's what she's got going for. Uh, let's see. Four out of ten. That match sucked. Uh, next week, NXT. We have a three-way winner goes to the ladder match. Losers get to face each other for another opportunity for a ladder ladder match. Uh, Kushida versus losers. Uh, Kushida versus Cameron Grimes versus a oh, mi- versus a mystery Kushida. opponent. Who is this mystery opponent? I don't know. We'll find out next week. You have no idea. It's Eric Bischoff. I I would say so. Uh, I mean, it could be uh, Zach Ryder. Per <laughs> I mean, kidding. He is the hottest free agent in wrestling right now. Says. Uh, did, they, did they really say that? Jim Ross. Yeah. Or Tony. One of them said it. Uh, okay. Main event time. Oh, sorry. And we also have Danny Birch versus Karrion Cross and Reed versus Priest. Oh, maybe that's why. <laughs> that's why they that that was God, uh, Danny Birch. Yeah, that, that that's the only reason I that I that's the only reason why I figured. No, that, that makes out. sense. Yeah. yeah. Uh, next up, Undisputed Era versus Imperium for the NXT Tag Team Championships. So all members of Undisputed Era come to the ring. Uh, O'Reilly and Eichner start the match off. Uh, just trading chops and boots back and forth. The entire match, though, is focused on Pat McAfee uh, sitting with Tom Phillips ringside, who is just being a complete dick to Adam Cole. The entire really match healing it up like a hundred percent. They're they're angling it. I mean, well, maybe be and we'll probably get we're probably going to get too ahead of ourselves. But then they're really angling the fact that Pat McAfee is the heel in this one. Well, we'll see, man. I mean. Um, so he's sitting there. He's just like making fun of Adam, not like making fun of like, oh, this guy sucks, but he's just like, oh, handed compliment. He, he came like, up, came up a little bit short. Oh, ha, ha, yeah. ha. even Beth Phoenix kind of calls him out. Like, this is childish. What are you doing? And, uh, yeah. So, uh, but O'Reilly, he's fucking on fire in this match. I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't necessarily well, support. Yeah, you know, we can, we, we can talk about that all day. But Kyle Wright, he has diabetes and he's wrestling in Florida. Yes, but he looks really good in this match. So I mean, good on him for that. I can congratulate well, listen, that. I don't I'm not a wrestler, so mm-hmm. I can't really speak on the whole really wanting to wrestle. But then you have guys like Sami Zayn and Roman Reigns just really kind of 
you know, really just holding themselves back and, and honestly ending up looking smarter at the end. But then you guys, you have guys like, um, dude, they like, get I don't want to call Kyle O'Reilly like dumb. I, I bet you he really, really, really wants to wrestle badly. But then it's there comes to a point where it's it's not up to it's not up to the decision of Kyle O'Reilly. It's up to you know administration. It's up to management. It's up to leadership. Yeah, but you can't protecting and protecting guys from themselves. Okay, I get it. But you can't compare Roman Reigns and Kyle O'Reilly situations. Roman Reigns is one of the top like paid wrestlers in the entire industry. You can't. I'm comparing it to the fact that Roman Reigns has a fuck has fucking leukemia and I'm a, and Kyle O'Reilly having diabetes. Like this is not money. This is their actual. This is not the money. That but I'm but it is about or, money or, or at fire. the same time. Because what if Kyle O'Reilly legit has to work? What if they're saying you are going to miss paychecks? Because you are not here, you can I, you can take the time off, Kyle. I can't. I can neither confirm nor deny that 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 I can't just have a. I can't just blindly speculate on that. And like well, you have, you know, what about Sami Zayn? You know, what about people just main roster? Like, He's main right. He gets main roster money, dude. We're talking about guys in NXT who get paid. Uh, what then, we heard again, that's just on management. All then that that is seriously still on management, which yeah. I'm totally placing the blame all the way on. Oh, I you know? I agree. They I mean. I mean, realistically, none of these places should be open. But anyways, uh, let's see. Uh, O'Reilly hits a really good double. It was like a chain. He hits O'Reilly good. Was that was. Oh, yeah, I get it. Uh, Double chain dragon screw leg whips to both members of Imperium. I'll call it that. Yeah. Uh, O'Reilly at one point locks in a knee bar. Uh, and Bartel on a Bartel Bartel is slamming his hands down on the mat. And, uh, I don't know why it wasn't a tap because he's literally hitting. Oh yeah. No, that's, that's a, they even called it all. That's a common wrestling thing where never they are. They're on a, like, it's, it's just usually when, when a person just taps, it's not the referee knows designates a tap to like, it's when you're constantly like this, but when you're, when there's a wrestler who kind of just does that little tap, that's just them trying to get leverage. Yeah, you know I, I mean, I, I mean, I that's know. I'm trying to regain strength, but that's still a tap. That's still you need to not do that. I, yeah, I mean, it's all—it's on the ref's call, and the referee knows what. It's all about intentions. I can keep doing this all day. Yeah. Uh, let's see. And then uh, where was I? Springboard moonsault to Red O'Reilly Hart would do that sometimes. You watch his match. Yeah, and he should have been. Yeah. Uh, he didn't do it as intensively as Bartel, though. Uh, let's see. Uh, Springboard Moonsault to O'Reilly, breaking up the hold um, by Eichner to uh, O'Reilly. Uh, Cole now hears him being insulted by Pat McAfee. Walks on over, tells McAfee, I'm not asking you. I'm telling you, chill out. Which is something like a, a normal person would say, like, dude, chill out. Like, I don't know what your problem is. Yeah. Uh, McAfee then says, uh, wow, he's an angry little elf. Completely uncalled for. Cole then grabs a bottle of water, pours it on McAfee. They kind of... He's bro- wearing a headset. You know how dangerous that is? He didn't get electrocuted. Eh. But hey, you deserved it. Yeah. Um, then out come Triple H, Shawn Michaels, and a bunch of refs to break everyone up. And keep going. Uh, everyone is uh, trying to keep them apart. Back in the ring, though, Fish and O'Reilly are distracted. Imperium tosses uh, Bobby Fish out of the ring, hits the Imperium bomb. Or the European bomb on O'Reilly for the pin and the win. I will say this about the match: the action in the match is really good. But <laughs> they fucking ruled, dude. But the complete fuckery of everything, man. Of yeah, no, it was distracting. It was distracting. Oh my stuff. god, the whole McAfee. All four of these guys should fucking. 
I want a rematch. I, I do too. Yeah. XXX. No. Uh, after the match, though, uh, they led uh, McAfee away, and he says, "No, no, I got something more to say." He says, "Nothing is going to change for the rest of your life. You're going to be a teeny, eeny, weeny little bitch." And then, ooh, ooh Cole jumps the table, and uh, McAfee kicks him in the gut. And he kicks him in the face. Okay, yeah. He kicks him in the face. Yeah, I thought he, he kicked like, him in the so, stomach. No, Adam Cole gets draped into the fucking commentator booth, and Pat McAfee, who is a former punter for the Indianapolis Colts in the NFL, he punt kicks a draping Adam Cole from the commentary table, and Adam Cole just fucking drops limp dead. He, uh, Wait, yeah, he's then uh, escorted out of the building. And actually, it's yeah, a one no, point where so, Triple H so shoves he, him. Yeah. He just gives up, and like Triple H is at that point in quarantining where his his beard he's his beard levels is like I would say a seven out of ten, and so when he gets mad, you can see this kind of puff puffiness to his to his anger. He's like, mm-hmm. what was the last God of War game? God of War. Yeah, it's called God of War, and he just he does a, an aggressive ass push to uh, Pat McAfee, and yeah, this is clearly an and- angle where it. Angles towards Pat McAfee being the heel in a in a baby face of and, Adam Cole. Yeah, and I think this is a full face, a face turn, turn for the whole undisputed era. Which, hey, listen, because the whole they, the whole arena was like, "Oh my God, Adam, are you okay?" Adam he got punted in the face, and I like mean, they're kind of just playing the sympathetic victim of Adam Cole. He's a victim. He's, he's a victim of bullying. He's a victim of being short. He's a vi- and then he's a victim of fucking being kicked in the face by Pat McAfee. Yeah, I don't know. I don't necessarily think this this should have happened. Come on, like he's a fucking former world NXT world champion. Is this what you're kind of just treating? Well, like, I one mean, of your biggest stars. Everyone having a fucking celebrity like everyone like, does something for. They do a weird match before they leave. You it's know? just shades of Jay Leno. It's just shades of Jay Leno. And no, Hulk. come on, oh, Jay Hulk. Leno. Yeah. No, he's way better than Jay Leno. He's going to be way more. Jay Leno wasn't even an athlete. McAfee's at least an athlete. You know, McAfee's in shape. I just don't. But then he's not a wrestler either. Um, or whatever. Who, maybe he's been he's training. Not, he's not Gronk is what I'm saying. Oh, come on. He, he's not Gronk. Gronk's a former champion, a 24-7 champion, wh- whatever that's what that I'm means. Saying, dude. That's 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 pedigree. You know, that's that's prestige. Hey, listen, don't talk about pedigree. I'll lay the pedigree on you every day. Anyways, that, that was NXT. That was NXT. Uh, there's a major ending in a major angle, which I don't listen. I have I'm willing to think that them doing this whole Pat McAfee thing. Listen, I, I bet dollars to donuts that more people know who Pat McAfee is than they know Adam Cole. Yes. I would I would assume so. But the fucking NFL owns a a week a day of the week in America, so I would yes. imagine at least a million people know who Pat McAfee is. Yes. I go to like a fucking sports bar. First of all, remember sports bars. If I said Pat McAfee, somebody's gonna say the punter. I always say Adam Cole. Baby. Say, yeah, someone just yelled. If, oh, if I ever went to a bar and I said Adam Cole and the entire bar just said baby, I would have been like, I love you all. You guys are all awesome. All drinks on me. Hooray! And then I just qu- quickly sneak out of the back. You ungrateful bitch. I know. Anyways, that about does it here for us because it is getting uh, late. We need to start editing these shows and getting them up for your listening enjoyment. Well, getting them up. Sure. Yeah. For your listening enjoyment. 
All right, guys, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe at CWR415 Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Hit that thumbs up below and comment uh, what you think about the show. Let us know because we really are dying to hear what you thought. We'll talk about it next week uh, with some more B-Show. And this Sunday, me and Jose are back with uh, the second episode of Sunday Night Heat. It is actually the 22-year anniversary episode. What happened in this episode? Oh, I don't even know yet. Just give us a sneak. I don't know. I haven't even watched it. I haven't even watched it. What happened? What happened in the last one? Where where are you Uh, at? Well, the Kayentai storyline. Well, the first episode, uh, Val Venus um, got into a fight. Did they do the, did they chop his dick off yet? No, not yet. They told him they want to choppy choppy his pee pee. Um, Triple H pressured some women into flashing the crowd. Uh, That was uh, strange. And it was a different time. uh, It was 22 years ago. Yeah, it will be. And I can literally say when we record the show, 22 years ago this day. Cool. All right, guys, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe at CWR45 Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We'll see you later. Bye. Sunday, Sunday night. Anyway, yeah. Bye.